Jesus nah. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Another week of N4G Radio. It's episode 513. I can you believe I almost forgot that, even though I just looked. For April yes, 20, I yeah, can. Shut up. For April 20, getting up there in years. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, early onset Alzheimer's. It's a uh, it's a common thing that happens. It's pretty sad. I was yeah. not the one celebrating my 40th last night. That's true. Not yet. I still got another year and a half. God damn. <laughs> you know, when you start counting that half, you know you're kind of done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it, okay. We'll, we'll all get there eventually. Oh, I'll be there sooner than I want to be. That's the problem. Anyway. Did I finish? Yeah, April 13th. That's what I said. It's a video game podcast. Wait, did you say April 13th? About <laughs> video games. It's April 23rd. Shut up. Okay. I did I... <laughs> The evidence is just piling up. You know what? I can edit the show, so... Uh-huh. But you know we're not because you're lazy, so That's let's true. just move on with our lives. Come on. You know what? We all know this. You never edit the show. I don't appreciate... Wait a minute. Yeah, I do. Never mind. On the show this week, I have Jay, as you can tell. Namaste. I have the Wombat. Yep. And we have a new guy. Um, new guy. New guy. You know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> people stop listening. <laughs> you gotta get us some coffee. Fuck. Listen, nobody's been listening since Gamus Khan left the show. So. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, what was the joke we made last night? We had three listeners, and we've already brought all three of them on the show. So <laughs> nobody listens yeah, to pretty the much. Show. Yeah, yeah. So we have no listeners anymore. It's just people that are on the show occasionally. <laughs> what the hell happened? Anyway, all the way from Canada, we have Anthony. Woo. Hey. Oh, there's one. There's Start one. Counting. Jay, you got your counter? Yep. Ding. Ding. One up. Alright. Well, let's talk about some video games. Jay. Okay. You wanna, I have stuff. You want to kick it I'll off? Be- yeah, before I get into the, the, the big things, let me talk about the little things that I've been playing for review. Uh, I've been playing this game called Manticore Galaxy on Fire. The game that we got for review like a month ago, and then they said, Hold on! Yeah. They're like, Wait a minute, this game is broken. Something Please broke. do not review it in the state. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right to stop me because I was going to murder that game because that game had issues. Holy shit. Um, but it's one of those uh, space shoot 'em up games, kind of arcadey. Uh, kind of feels like Star Fox in some way, but not as good. And what I'll say is that, you know, you play a game for review and you think to yourself, like, boy... I hope I played enough of this game for the review, because I'm sure I'm not going to finish this game, because this game is terrible. And I'm at that place, but at the same time, I've only played a few hours, and the game bores me so much that I kind of don't want to play it. But at the same time, I'm forcing myself to play it, because 
I feel like it's my duty to see more of the game before I write the review. And that's where I'm at. I play 30 minutes, I put the game down because I get bored. I play 30 minutes, I play the It's like an everyday kind of deal. And the basic uh, thing about the game is that you have these very typical missions in space. It's wide open space. You know, you have a ship, you have different types of weapons that you can shoot at enemies. Uh, you have very basic set of movement options like a, like a barrel roll which is not really a barrel roll, which I was explained to me. Some kind of other kind of move, but whatever. Barrel roll or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but everyone popularized it as barrel roll, so that's what everyone remembers as. Well, do a barrel roll, Jay. Barrel roll. Barrel roll. I have a hard time saying my B's and V's. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, it's barrel roll. Sometimes I say barrel roll, you know? It's like, damn. Gotta get my English right. Uh... (laughs) No, that was very important for me to point out. Okay, I, no, no, I I didn't even notice it until you point. See, now you pointed it out, and that was uh, your mistake. Not everyone knows my darkest secrets. I know, right? Which I've exposed myself. Uh, I also have a expose hard time yourself. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> that kind of podcast? Isn't it? I mean, the I don't anybody listening to it anymore? But I guess he's not allowed in your schools anymore. <laughs> eh, don't worry about it. You know, I'm sure we're all on some kind of list somewhere. That's uh, probably true. Yeah. It ain't the best podcast list. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, so the thing that I hate about this game the most is that it's just chock full with escort quests. Like, six out of ten times, you're kind of protecting something that doesn't move around very much, and everyone is trying to kill that, and you, at the same time, it's your job to just kind of destroy the things that are attacking it as quickly as possible. The, the shooting doesn't feel all that great. The movement doesn't seem interesting and lacks depth. Because you know how Star Fox, you have those mo- maneuvers where you do that where you do that vertical spin and then you kind of go try to go behind your enemies and stuff like that? So it feels like you're really aiming at the enemy and trying to outmaneuver them in a lot of ways. You don't really have options like that too much here. So everything just kind of feels a little sluggish more so than I would like. It's just an uninteresting game, and then I thought to myself as I was playing, it's like, this feels like some kind of, like, mediocre mobile port, and then I looked it up, I was like, ah, maybe that's true, and then it is true. Yeah, it is a mobile port. Uh, This is the third game in the series, like, Galaxy on Fire 3, and then they just just set to brand it up. Um, Yeah, I was not, quite honestly, I was not a fan of Galaxy on Fire 3 on the iOS. Uh Uh, I really liked the second one, though. What was the Uh, difference between the two, if you don't mind? Um, I, the, the third one, um, I don't really know how to describe the difference. The third one feel felt, um, a little more, um, like a free-to-play game, I guess is the best way for me to put it, than the second one did. Did it have The second more... one felt more fleshed out to me. Okay. It felt more like an actual game that, it reminded me a lot more of Wing Commander, I guess is the best way for me to put it. Okay. Um, but um, I couldn't really get into the third one. Are, are these games all free-to-play? or No, the second one you had to pay for, but I think the third oh. one was free-to-play. Okay, well, I'm not sure how that, how those uh, mechanics implemented in this pay-to-play game, um, but I'll say that you have these free-flying sections where you're going around looking for items and such to upgrade your ship, and uh, you're like, oh, I found a ship part. It says, I found one ship part. I was like, okay, that's good. So I can build more ships as I find more parts. And there is one ship part per mission. And uh, guess how many ship parts it takes to build one ship? How many? Twelve. 
12 ship parts. So I got to do 12 missions, do free searching for 12 different missions and find all of them in order to build one ship. So I've been using the same ship for the last like six hours of gameplay and it's kind of ass. So I, maybe that is part of the free to play element that they, you know, never really flushed out too much. Because it shouldn't really take that much to unlock something of significant value. All the other little things that you're collecting? Intel. You think anyone cares about fucking Intel in a game, in a mobile game, you know, come to Switch? It's, it's so dumb. But anyway, uh, on a brighter side of indie games, I tried out that Super Daryl Deluxe and Deluxe. Yeah. I think Daryl would be happy to hear that because he recommended that game to us last week, right, Ken? <laughs> yeah, it was Daryl and his other brother Daryl and his other brother Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the middle name is also Daryl. But the thing about Super Daryl Deluxe, I'll say is that I'm curious what concoction of different types of drugs they were smoking <laughs> and using while they were making this game. Because it is fucking wild and weird, man. I still want to play it. Like, I, maybe when I get some time, I've I've actually completed two of the oh, big wow. games, so I wanna I wanna play it eventually. This yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, I appreciate how weird it is because it's not by the by the book, you know, kind of nonsense. And I don't know what to expect next. And it's got some pretty good humor here and there, but it's kind of a the the actual gameplay feels a little clunky here and there. You can definitely tell that uh, it is indeed an indie game and it hasn't been as polished up as it could possibly be. So the basic way the attacks works is that it's, it's, everything is based on cooldowns, right? And you have these attack slots that you can put in your skills into. And you're supposed to chain them together so you don't have any downtime between your attacks. But when you only have like one or two attacks to start out with, that kind of gets kind of annoying. So where you attack, you have to wait for a second, back up, attack... Wait for a second, back up, attack, and that, that's kind of annoying. Um, but I will say that the animation of the character is really weird. I mean, you guys have all seen Napoleon Dynamite, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the developers really like that movie, Napoleon Dynamite. It takes a lot of inspiration. I mean, obviously the main character is clearly inspired by that character. Do you have a uh, post staff? Um, not that I know of. Then they didn't, they didn't. They didn't do it right. Well, you'll see if you actually play the game. Like, there's some characters and stuff like that. It feels like they're straight out of Napoleon Dynamite. There hasn't been any dance-off scenes yet, but there probably is if I were to wager. Do you, um, do you ride around on a, on, a, on a llama? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. Like I said, this is first impression. Maybe I put about an hour and a half into the game so far. I definitely want to play more before I have the final word. But... You play, you know, you play as this guy, Daryl. He's like a new kid in school. There's some weird thing that happened in that school where these two graduates used to be, like, really famous for all their innovations and the things that they're do- doing for the community. And then they, they've fallen out of grace. And now every place is messed up. I think, I think you're, uh, I think the counselor or the vice president is like a robot or something. His, his name is Mr. Roboto and speaks weirdly and looks weird. Sure. Very, very subtle. Very subtle. Um, but I don't know, it just feels like I like what the game is doing, but I wish it played better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of at that place. But I, I do want to see where the game goes, and maybe it'll get better as I unlock more of the mechanics here and there, so but I'll claim part of that. Game, mm-hmm. uh, the first, before you say Napoleon Dynamite, the first thing I thought of was Green Dog the Beached Surfer, which is that old Genesis game that no one likes. Oh god. I don't think yeah. I, I that one. No, you got the, you the got character the... reminds me, like, looks like him a bit, 
And, like, it seems to be animated a bit like Green Dog was, too. Kind of, like, slouched over big hands and stuff. Like, that's that was the first thing I thought of when looking at this game, which is not necessarily the greatest of compliments. <laughs> but... Yeah, visually speaking, it's just a weird-looking game, for sure. And uh, a nitpick, but when you when you hold down the button, it just keeps doing the input, right? And what I like to do is that because a lot of games nowadays have the, the haptic feedback on their jump buttons, meaning if you press harder on a button, it'll make you jump higher than if you were to just lightly tap it, right? So I got into the habit of holding down the uh, the jump button when I need to, need to really make a big jump. And what this game does is that it reads that input as jumping again immediately after I land. And that gets really annoying because I, I do like a platform section where I jump, where I do a really far jump, and then I start jumping immediately right after as I'm landing because I'm holding down the jump button. And it feels like they, they really shouldn't have done that for the jump button. It just feels like a weird thing to have in there. And I can't turn it off either. So, I don't know. It's, it seems nitpicky, but it is affecting my enjoyment of the game to some degree, which is odd. But it is what it is. Uh, the other game that I played a decent amount of, obviously, is Monster Hunter World, thanks to the new event that come out, uh, that came out called Kulve Taroth. It's a brand new Elder Dragon. Ryan, have you checked out this event at all? or No, I have not. I uh, have not played any Monster Hunter in like a month. <sighs> have you fallen out of uh, love with that game? I haven't fallen out of love with it. I've fallen out of time with it. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, I've, between Far Cry and now having got a war, I just I yeah. don't have time to play that. I hear you, I hear you. But the thing is, the, the event is time exclusive, at least for a little while, until it eventually comes back during another festival. And the event is so good. I, I believe it. My but I'm, I'm probably not high enough to fight it anyway. Yeah, you need to you need to have beaten the game in order to fight it. Uh, well, I've beaten the so I've beaten the game, quote unquote. I'm in hunter rank. Uh, what uh, rank are you now? Uh, I'm like twelve or something. Oh no, you need to have beaten the uh, the second all the half elder dragons. Story. Yeah, the the elder dragons leading up to the final brand new elder dragon, which no. marks the end of the story. Like. Yeah, no, I haven't beat any of that. All okay. I've beaten is uh, the like the Zora Magdaros okay. final battle. Yeah, that's like the first three-fourths of the game, and then after that point, it's the big Elder Dragon showdowns, one after the other. And yeah. once you do that, you're eligible to fight uh, Kulvay Kul- uh, Tarath, uh, which I've just called KT, so just call her Katie. She's fabulous. So she, this is Elder Dragon that is completely engulfed in just a mountain of gold, right? It's just golden scales, just golden horns, looks shiny as hell, looks amazing. And it's because it's covering covered with all this gold, it's incredibly big and slow. But it's also very powerful. So the battle takes place in a, in a different types of stages. The first one is kind of like a raid stage, where you have all these cannons and traps, like boulders hanging above, where the, the monster is trying to go around, and you try to drop it on its head, you try to use the cannons to blow away its back and stuff like that. And after that, it goes to the second area, where you don't have any of that support fire, and you're just supposed to just fight it with your weapons. So, compared to something like Zora Megalos, when you don't really use your weapons to fight it all that much, other than, you know, you just fight like rocks, right? It's a very unsatisfying fight, Zora Megalos. Yes, agreed. Yeah, even though it's a, it's a spectacle for sure, the idea, the concept is great because you are climbing literally on top of this giant of a monster and you're breaking parts off of it one at a time. That's cool, but in practice, it's boring. 
But in this one, you have that phase where you're trying to whittle down its health using these artillery. And on top of that, once it gets weak enough, it'll retreat to another section of the map where you can actually really start going uh, going up against it. And then once that's done, it, ret- it retreats even deeper into the mountain where it's just covered with volcano rocks. There's eruptions of magma everywhere. Um, it's like constantly just dropping. And once you do enough damage to it, It'll it'll basically uh, tear off all of his scales, all of his golden scales, and what was a hulking, incredibly slow but powerful monster becomes a very quick and nimble, and devastatingly powerful uh, elder dragon. So you have all these different stages of the fight, and each one feels differently because you have to approach the fight in different ways. If you were to just go down there and try to stab it to death in, in phase one, you do very little. To it at all so you have to kind of leverage the tools that you have at your disposal in order to really bring this thing down and the thing that's most interesting is that this is not just a four-man effort this is a 16-man gathering hall effort meaning as everyone uh as these individual groups of four, up to four players going to do this mission they're all contributing to the process of one greater whole you have this pursuit level which increases the, the amount of time that you have to uh, to fight him, the the amount of durability that gets lessened on his various parts that you need to break. So as you continuously fight him, uh, like once or twice repeatedly, you get rewards, uh, you get reward levels kind of, that kind of ramp up as you do more things to it. And at the very end, you actually break it off his horn and then kind of repel it. You can't kill this monster, but you can actually carve his giant horns like five times, which is pretty great. Uh, four times, not four times, and then you can carve the other thing. But just the idea that whether you are in the same party with uh, you know your group of four or the other groups are doing something else differently, you can always see their progress popping up on the right side. And as they're doing more things, they're getting their progress is getting added to your total. Your progress is getting added to their total. And this is kind of like the first of its kind, uh, to my knowledge. And it's like a fascinating thing because. For the first time, you have this incentive for everyone, literally everyone in the in the room of up to a maximum of 16, to gather up in the hall. And then we all kind of go in together, we do this mission together, and at the end, you just kind of feel like a accomplished because you were able to do this in a huge group and then actually get some really great rewards. Uh, the weapons that you get can be random in some ways. Like It's not entirely random because there's a set loot table, but there's a huge variety of weapons that you can get. There are these like different types of armor sets you can build. There's a layered weapon that allow layered armor set that allows you to keep the special effects of your other armor sets while looking completely different. So it's kind of like transmog uh, with this particular set of uh, armor, which is really fantastic. And the fact that this is a, this is a free update for everybody. You know, nobody had to pay a dime for this. There was no expansion pass to get this. So everyone's enjoying it. We're getting all this brand new content coming right after the Spring uh, Festival. And then right after this, we're going to get the Devil May Cry event with the Dante stuff, too. So Monster Hunter World just continues to be a game that just keeps giving. And I am uh, thoroughly impressed by this event in particular, which I think is really good, even better than the Devil Host stuff. So if you um, haven't checked it out and you've beaten the game, or if you haven't beaten the game and you're right there, I, I recommend you beat the game and go try this right away. It's such a unique experience and super fun. And the last game that I put a lot of time into obviously comes as no surprise. It's God of War. So why don't we go ahead and have our God of War conversation right here. Or for the people that's been playing it. Ryan, you, you say you've been playing it. Anthony, have you been playing it as well? No, no. And yet, I was, it was Yakuza or, or God of War, and I, I chose Yakuza. Okay. I, 
I've played about 20 minutes of it. God damn you, Ryan. <laughs> that's it. Well, Jay, I could talk uh, to you because I've only played, you know, 35 hours of it, but that's... Okay, but well, obviously... Like, I'm... if you Like... Sorry. No, no spoiler. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. no! No, no, no! If you, w- we, I talked about it last week, Ryan. I am very, very careful of saying anything about this game. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's uh, a lot. So, <laughs> I am curious about your first impression with the first, you know, twenty minutes of the game so far, Ryan. Let's let's, let's start there. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's, um, I'm, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm really curious to see where the story goes. I think uh, I've made it clear on this podcast and elsewhere that I love the series, but I was incredibly disappointed in the way the third one ended. Um, I felt like they really um, retroactively damaged the franchise by the way they ended the third one. Oh well, uh, well that it's been a long time since we um, since the third one came out and everyone's played it at this point, so. What do you what do you think was uh, this damage that it did to the series with the way that well, ended? So the the um, spoiler alert for God of War three, just in case anybody <laughs> hasn't finished it yet. Um, so you you finish the game, and um, or you get to the end of the game, right? And you have spent um, three mainline games, um, and well, really just two. We'll call it two and three because at the end of God of War one. Spoiler alert for God of War 1. Um, the uh, Kratos opens Pandora's box and gets the power to kill Ares, grows giant, you have the big battle, right? You kill Ares. You go all the way through 2 and 3, and let's just be frank about it for a minute. Kratos is an asshole. Yep. Uh, he's an awful... He's uh, He's awful. He he's a murderer. He's cruel. Um, he's vicious, right? Because he is driven solely by vengeance, right? That's that's basically what's keeping him alive. Um, you get all the way to the end of the third one, and it, to me, it was like they just completely abandoned all the story that they had been telling because they were desperate to have the third one have some semblance of a happy ending. Um, And you get to the end and you find out that um, when he opened Pandora's box at the end of God of War 1, Kratos was imbued with the power of hope. And that the power of hope is what allowed him to beat Ares and that the power of hope is what had been powering him all the way through up until the end of the third game. Um, And in some other series that may have made sense, (laughs) it completely did not match Kratos' character from the second and third game at all. Ryan, the thing is, like, I was feeling pretty hopeful when I was squeezing the eyeballs of another guy. Just in my, sure, it was like that's just, just a hopeful moment for everyone. So I'm not, I'm not seeing any kind of narrative dissonance at all. So, <laughs> so, I so mean, the, the the point that I made, and Mike uh, Mike Futter and I had this discussion on Twitter the other day, and the point I made to him is that I think that a more satisfying, at least for me, as it relates to Kratos's character, um, version of that ending would have been. To have um, 
him discover that he could have had hope out of Pandora's box when he opened it, but because vengeance was his primary concern, he got bound with that instead. Uh, and so he lost his chance at hope because of his quest for revenge, which is kind of the story they were telling throughout the first three games. Um, was that he had sort of he had gotten so obsessed with revenge that he lost the chance at anything else. Um, but to 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 have this thought that throughout the entirety of the second and third game he he had the power of hope. Uh, was just completely disconnected from the narrative that they were telling in those two games. From my power was friendship all along. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the, the the real joy was the friends he made along the way. <laughs> um, and and um, so, you know, I I am looking to this game to be to sort of um, rescue that for me because. I, I love this series. I played the only one I haven't played is Ascension. I never went back and played that one, but I know that was a prequel. Uh, but uh, you know, I played the two PSP games, uh, all three of the the, the mainline games, obviously. Um, and uh, you know, th- to to get that as an ending was a, was pretty deflating. Um, and so I'm hoping. That this game sort of rec- rescues that a bit, and you know, from what I've played of it so far, I'm up. I, I'm not very far at all. I'm up through the first boss, I guess. Quote that you would call it. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that this game tells the story that um, I'm kind of hoping it tells. A lot of hope but, in there, Ryan. Huh? A lot of hope in there. A lot of hope in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's my callback. To the end of the last game, uh, I'm, I'm super hopeful. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Maybe maybe he opened it, and uh, uh, we were all blessed with the power to hope that the next game in the franchise would have a better ending. Yeah, but then it was Ascension. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's Ascension true. is. Uh, I don't uh, know. I, I, just, I I I felt like the end of that game was them basically. Throwing a lot of stuff in there that was completely unnecessary. Well, they also wouldn't commit. Like, okay, we've we've just kind of thrown it out the window, but he murders Zeus at the end of 3. And then, like, it seemingly he dies, and then they kind of... mm, A little little nod at the end, like, oh, well, maybe, maybe he's not dead, you know? Right. So, I was kind of disappointed in that, because I was kind of like, well, maybe this is the end of Kratos. Maybe he's dead. Maybe it's over. Whatever. Like, just commit to it. But then they just kind of don't commit to it. They couldn't so, commit to it. Yeah. 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 I know. It was. Um, I don't know. The whole thing was 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 bad. And and also, if I'm am I remembering the order of God of War one correctly? Doesn't after he kills Ares, doesn't he throw himself off that? Yes. Suicide cliff. Yeah, where, he, where, where the hell was the power of hope for that? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the that's the way the game begins and yeah. ends, right? Is him? Uh, yeah, Athena, Athena save well, I can, I can, I can explain this. It's the power of sequels because one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite, one of my favorite Sony franchises. Just to make clear that I'm a Sony fanboy, apparently, uh, Infamous, Infamous Two ends on one of the endings. 
And that is the one that they continued from. There's two endings to Infamous 2, and they chose the one that had a definitive ending to continue off of. Like, the other one was like, oh yeah, and here, you're, you know, this is what's happening in the world now, and, like, it was open for a sequel from that end, and they didn't choose that one. They decided to go with the good ending, and, uh, where everything was resolved, which meant that nothing was resolved, and then nothing's resolved at the end of, uh, Second Son, either. Like, it happens all the time. It sucks, because you want a complete story, but... I'm not surprised that, you know, Kratos... I think I I can count in my two hands the amount of games that have really satisfying conclusions. And that's an issue with games because of the sequel base that we have going on. I don't even care, though, that it didn't have a definitive ending. Because I know that every game gets a sequel now. That's the way it works. My problem is the ending they did have felt completely disconnected from the rest of the series. It... Mm. It, it retroactively made parts of the series not make sense. Um, that's what I didn't like about it. And I felt like the only reason they did it, it, it felt like at some point they got to the very end, and they're like, oh, shit. We never we never redeemed this guy. <laughs> like, he was shitty the whole time. Um, and that's okay. Like, it's okay for him to have been a bad guy. It's okay. Like... Some games need that story. Ryan, um, have I, you I don't played get it. Astra's Wrath? I have not. <laughs> That's basically God of War, where the guy basically gets no redemption. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's okay. Like it it's is, okay absolutely is. It's one of my redemption. favorite games. The the, the model of how they sell, sell that game was crap, but uh, that that game is very much God of War with um, I, I believe it's Hindu. Like beliefs, he's Asura, so uh, I can't recall. But um, that game does what you kind of wanted to. Where it just it's like this is the character, this is the end of the story. We're done. We're not right. coming back. Well, I don't know. I don't, to uh, to address like Ryan's hope to some degree, <laughs> I will say that uh, that's the word of the podcast, by the way. Uh, so my impression of the game, obviously not going into any spoilers, is that. There's a there's a there's a feeling there's um there's an air about Kratos that he, he gives off like before you know before the before this uh, particular game it was always anger it was always hatred it was always vengeance but now I feel a sense of regret from Kratos that I, I haven't I haven't felt before and it's like deeply seated emotions about the things that he's gone through in the in the past and I think the best moment in the game in the storytelling department is the little moment when Kratos is talking to uh, Atreus and he's kind of vaguely talking about the things that he's done and the lessons that he's learned over the years and the the atrocities that he's committed obviously he's not he doesn't go into specifics about it but he kind of reflects on it as though this person, this story that he's telling is about himself. And there's a lot of that. I think it really kind of talks about him and how he's grown as a character, particularly in this game. And I love the fact that the only time that Kratos is ever panicked, ever ever seems scared, is when Atreus is, is in danger. And seeing his, his evolution as a character, not just in the things that he says and does, you know, in, in his fighting or whatever, but just the way he tries to deal with his relationship with his son, I think really speaks to me so far. And that's, that's and I, what I love. 
I, I think that's fantastic. I'm yeah. super glad to hear that. And I think that would make perfect narrative sense if the story was he was given the power of hope after, like, at the end of God of War 3. Um, but not he had it the whole time. <laughs> that's, well, that's my main disconnect, is that. I, if this, this would seem completely connected to me if at the end... His reward, quote unquote, was the power of hope, and he gets reflective and all that stuff. Great, I get it, but that's not the story. The story is that he had it the whole time, um, and that doesn't work for me. But that's not that. That's not. Um, I don't want my criticism of God of War three to come off like I'm criticizing <laughs> criticizing the new game because I haven't even played it really. Right. Um, so I'm 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 open to. Uh, playing the new one and seeing what happens, but uh, that was just—it's—it's uh, it's hard for me to express how disappointed I was in the end of the third one. So yeah, I, I didn't know you were so—you um, were so invested in God of War Three. This is the first I, time I'm hearing about it. I—I I, I was okay, just in terms of the fact that I really liked the series and did not like it all the way it was ended. Okay, um, it's my—it's my Mass Effect Three. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand completely what you're talking about. You still enjoy the game. There's a lot of good things about it, but the ending basically kind of really ruined a lot of things about it for you. It did. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. Um, I will say that just outside of the narrative uh, department that we don't really want to go into, that I'm thoroughly enjoying, is the the combat. And the thing about the combat seemed a little off to me at, at start. It's a thing that I needed to adjust to. It's a thing that I had to really grow into. And, um, I don't know, I pick up on gameplay mechanics fairly quickly without, without having too many issues. But I started out on hard mode. And, uh, that's generally how I like to play the God of War game. So that's basically what I started out as. And boy, some of those encounters can be very, very unforgiving. Especially in hard mode. Have you had any issues with any kind of difficulty, uh, problems, Ken? No, because I'm not an idiot and didn't start on hard mode. <laughs> Hey man, just because I want a little bit more challenge in my no, game. No, I'll give you a hard time. No, I knew that game was was challenging to begin with, so mm-hmm. I just stayed on normal. I, I one of the things that I've you know, and you know this, listening to mm-hmm. me, I don't I don't like to get frustrated in video games because it's just right. that's not why I'm there. So I usually play things on normal, and if I'm not playing for them for review, I play them on easy because I just don't care. So. Eh. I don't know. To me, a challenge of a game, it particularly, is it adds a lot to my enjoyment if it's at the right level. So, I mean, like, yes, I'm, I'm dying a few times here and there, but I'm not hating the game. But to kind of go into what I was talking about, it made me approach combat situations differently. This is one particular encounter very early in the game where you're fighting against these tougher guys, right? They carry these big axes, they're slower, but they have a ton of health, and they throw two of these guys at you at once, and I was like, oh, man, how am I going to deal with this? I start parrying, and then the other guy from, you know, start attacking me from behind. And you don't have omnidirectional blocking. So nope. if someone's going to attack you from behind, you better, you know, roll way out of the way. And sometimes that's hard to do. And I'm dying in, like, two or three hits, two big hits, you know, three smaller hits. And it's like, boy, you know, I, there's no potions. There's no Estus flash that I can drink out of. So it's like, oh, what shit, I, I'm, I'm dead, I guess. So I started looking at, like, okay, maybe if I tried this instead. So I, just, I decided to keep using one axe to keep the other guy unbalanced while using melee attacks and Atreus's arrows to stun the other one. 
and put him into this dazed phase. And what I was able to do is that there was this pit at the other side of, of the uh, the combat arena. So I was able to daze one guy, I tackled him, and I threw him into the pit, killing him instantly even though he had 80% of his health left. And then at that point, I only had one guy left. But just on cue, a bunch of smaller enemies dropped up on top of me at the same time. So I started <laughs> I started using the same tactics by stunning this guy with my melee attacks, which have a lot of stun factor, instead of my axe, which obviously does more damage. So opting to change my strategy and trying to kind of think outside the box about how I want to deal with a combat situation worked really well. And there have been multiple situations just like that where I would go into a situation, I would get completely annihilated in like two hits. I was dead. I was like, oh, shit. And then, okay, if I do this, I do this. If I use this skill here, if I use this cooldown here with these enemies bunched up together, I can, you know, have the the the, the, uh, the battle go my way. So I'm really enjoying the combat now that I've gotten aware that there are multiple different str- strategic options as well as different upgrades that you can get. And, boy, some of those upgrades are awesome. <laughs> uh, what's your, like, favorite move of the axe so far, Ken? Probably the AOE freeze. Oh, the um, the the heavy heavy special attack with the cooldown. Yep. Or? So where he jumps up in the air and slams it back down and freezes oh, yeah. everybody. That's and then uh, there's a move you can get later on where it automatically throws the axe if you hold down the the light attack. Mm-hmm. That one is very cool. Oh yeah, it becomes like a chainsaw that's flying up in the air for yep. multiple hits. And yeah, you can that's juggle, really good. You can juggle people with the um, with the heavy attack. Like there's. There's so much to those, and especially once you start getting more runes to do mm-hmm. the, the special moves, those are very nice. And just like you were saying about uh, how Atreus uh, really like steps up to the combat arena as the yes. game goes on, like, wow, uh, it's, it's, it's a joy to see him grow uh, as in his combat capacity, because in the beginning, he didn't do shit. Like, he, uh, one arrow here, one arrow here, and he just run around and like calling for my aid here and then. I was like, wow, this guy is useless. And then as I continue to play the game, now he's doing fucking, like, backflips off people's backs and then doing, like, slam downs and choking them and then holding them in place while I'm doing this huge charge-up R2 attack that, like, severs them in half. It's great. It's great. And it it really shows because he also oftentimes asks Kratos for, like, feedback about how he's doing. And then seeing Kratos, like, starting to, like, warm up to him a little bit is heartwarming, too. So it feels like this marriage of narrative and combat... Because it makes sense that, uh, you know, Atreus is getting better in battles because we're getting into all these scuffles. He's learning from his father. He's, he's getting better equipment. He's, uh, seeing, seeing just exactly how he needs to use his bow in order to be effective in battle. And to see that in, in a gameplay setting is, is always fulfilling. Um, he also outside keeps, of that, he also I'll, keeps notes. Oh, yes, yes. He's he, the does, one he does all the lore stuff because Kratos, um, he can't read. Yeah, he also, well, no, the, the joke was, and, and I, so many people have said this, like, he says he can't read, and Kratos immediately replies, says, I can read, boy, just not this language. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard that line before, so. Yeah, no, the, the, that's kind of the joke, but, um, no, he actually, uh, Atreus also writes the, be- the bestiary, and, he, yeah, gives, he, and he puts tips in there to, like, when you fight somebody, like, and he also does call-outs, like he'll yell left, right, or back, or, or something like that. It's it's very, it's it's one of those games that's, it's immersive. The the world building is very well done. 
Right. And uh, it just doesn't do the beast tier once either. As you continuously fight the, fight the enemies, he actually updates them over time. Yep. To increase uh, like strategy and things that you can do, which is really good. Um, you know, outside of that, I don't think I have any real big um, complaints about the game yet. I think I thought combat was going to be a sticking factor for me because I didn't enjoy it at first. But once I started to really explore the different uh, different elements of it, I'm, I'm liking it a lot now. And once you get those upgrades, oof, boy. Um, what do you think about the amount of side quests in the game? Do you think there's enough? Do you think there's too little? There's there seems to be the right amount. Um, okay. There's still plenty to do after you finish the game because there's obviously a lot of places you can't go until later right. in the game. Uh, it's got that kind of item gated areas. There's even some of those item gated areas in the starting place. So. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I want to go back there eventually. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm guessing this is not much of a spoiler, but you, I assume you get the ability to teleport to the the teleport stones at some point. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Like some standard video game things in that game, such as um, like a compass that tells you where to go, mm-hmm. happens later in the game. What's weird about the fast travel is you get it eventually, where you can travel back to the one area. Yeah, yeah, and then probably. Past the halfway point, you get the ability to travel anywhere or it to, okay. any, to any of those particular blocks that you've been unlocking. I guess I, I'm just not there yet, but I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to get pretty close. So yeah, it's it's a decent way into the game. Okay. okay, so as someone who's kind of tried to stay away from all sort of talk of this game, uh, only because of fear of like just spoiling it all type of thing. Um, so this game's free roam. Has an open world, I should say. I I compare it. I, I think the best comparison that I've heard, and I kind of yeah. agree with it, is that the world that you're in kind of feels like Hyrule Field. Th- that I prefer that than just a big empty yes. playground. Yeah. That's, so there's there's like one big main hub area, and then there's uh-huh. there's side shoots off to the sides, and instead of a horse, you're using a boat. Yeah, and there's oh, multiple. It's not just the one like area that you're exploring either. Others open up as you as you continue to play the game. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to mention. Yeah, yeah, that of course. Stuff, but it, yeah, there I is... was curious because like the other ones were obviously very linear, and when they were showing gameplay originally, when I kind of started tuning out just because I just was like, all right, this looks cool, and I'll eventually play it. Um, when I was watching it, they were going through very linear sections of gameplay, obviously for show, but I was just curious if it was. Uh, like, I didn't even read Ken's review. I saw it was a 10, and I was like, that's it, all I need to see for now. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything about this. I don't want to... I'm going to end up playing this eventually. Like, Yakuza, I'm like, I kind of know I'm going to get it anyway, so I'm just going to read what Jay has to say about it, you know? But, like, it's a God of War. I was like, it's going to be a surprise. So I was just kind of... It was when you said started talking about teleporting, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely other areas you can go, and and there's stuff that you there are areas in the game that you don't have to go to to finish it. Yeah, I I've gotten into one of those, and I'm surprised by how fucking big it is. Yeah, like some of the places you don't have to go yeah. are massive. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I actually went to another nice place that's very very warm. Let's say. Yep. I, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to end up trading some games into... Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you know, one game at a time, I think that's the way to go. Uh, Yakuza 6 is, is a beast of its own, and God of War is going to be waiting for you by the time you're done with that game. That's true, yeah. yeah. And, and, like, Yakuza 6, I'm going to be honest, it'll be most of my time will be spent playing Virtual Fighter. 
Virtual Fighter is pretty good. It's even got stick support in online play, right? Oh my god! All right, sweet. Yeah, God yeah, of War. So the pretty, only the only wild. thing yeah the only thing I fear about God of War is the same thing. The, the reason why Ryan is playing it now is there's literally one word I could say right now that would ruin a huge. Don't. Yeah, but I'm that's no, I'm not, not gonna, gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. But I'm saying that's how easy it is to spoil this game. Text oh, him, wow. Ken. Text Ryan. Don't dare. <laughs> Seriously. No, I don't, I don't, no, I know, like, I will tell you when I got to a certain moment in that game, like, the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I got goosebumps. Like, so, d- 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 that's it. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Don't say anything else. No, 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 I've, uh, I've been how, very how, careful. How long do I have to play this before the big spoiler is revealed to me? The first big spoiler is probably about... I want to say seven to eight hours into the game. Okay, Damn. that's not too bad. I yeah. can handle that. Yeah, and it's it's okay. a it's a sequence of events, and you'll know it's coming. Like you know what's going to happen, and you're like, "Ooh, it's coming!" And it builds and it builds. It's kind of like you remember Kotor when you got your lightsaber. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's that same kind of moment. Gotcha. Okay. It's it's a big deal. So. Yeah. Okay. And that's only the first one. The second one, the second big one for me is cl- is basically the end of the game. So okay. okay. Oh God! Did you, let me just briefly mention fuck YouTube recommended videos because I'm just briefly looking through my subscription and at the bottom it says YouTube recommended video and the title says God of War Final Battle and there's a thumbnail of the final boss there. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And this was on the 19th of, of uh, April. So the game wasn't even out yet. And YouTube wow. was recommending this video to me, and now I got I know what the fucking final boss looks like despite. Glancing at the thumbnail without even realizing it, it's like the fuck YouTube. Get your algorithm together. I, I have more, not. The more and more we talk about this game, the more and more nervous I am. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to say anything. But can you send me that picture? Because I'm kind of curious what they put as the thumbnail. Um, I mean, don't don't uh, send it to me in the the chat here. Send it to me. Yeah, like yeah, email yeah. Or something. Um, I, I don't want to look for it. Text it to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> No, I am. I've been very careful with everything I've said, and and like I tweeted the other day, make sure when you finish the game, you go back to where it started, because I didn't like I didn't see that the first time I finished the game, and that seems like a huge thing to not point the player to after the I game's over. Been sold on a game like this in a long time, and all yeah, I want to do right uh, now is play this. It's wow, a, it's, it's a zeitgeist for sure, and I, I can understand it, how you feel. The, the the biggest thing against it right now is that I still and like I, I know I'm about to get flag. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn because right around oh. the same time. I know, I know. But Zelda oh, and Nier came out at the same time. What was I to do? The choices was made. You were for supposed me. to play Horizon you, Zero Dawn. No, no. It was Zelda first and then Nier. No. See, I've got, I've yeah, got another Horizon Zero Dawn. I've got another you're, Zelda. You're not background. aware, Anthony, because you, you might not have listened to the show. I, but, oh you know, no, I know. Ryan says that Zelda is a really bad game. Bad no game. I, I understand that. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the worst game of last year. I know. So, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Quote him on it. Yep. Oh god, that's yeah. You guys, right? Really that's the reason why I'm going to hold off on God of War because, like. I bought Horizon Zero Dawn the first time I had a price drop and was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to play this, and now there's a complete edition. And I was like, well, well all right. You say you, say you listen the to DLC podcasts, is right? really good, too. And yeah, the DLC is really good. Yes. 
Well, how do you stay away from like spoilers and stuff for that duration? Though you're listening to the podcast, that's I just as soon as you start talking about it, I zone out because I do it at work, right? So I zone out into work. We I'm haven't like, just to ignore this unless it's like something like where it's like Persona or something like that, where it's just like we're about to talk about Persona. I'm like skip, 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 skip. You know, we like, haven't. What's wrong with Persona? No, but like, just that's how I. Sometimes, like, I need a spoiler to push me to play a game, too. Okay, sure. So, I don't know. So, you're saying you skip forward through Persona because you don't want Persona spoilers? Yeah. Okay. We didn't spoil... We didn't spoil Horizon, did we? No, I'm just saying, like, in general, like, that's how I do with podcasts. Because there's other podcasts I listen to, too, that unfortunately don't have as much... Yeah, I think we did pretty good about staying away from Horizon spoilers. Yeah, I yeah, no, I, I haven't had that. I, 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 an, I know the ending um, because I talked to a friend about it, and I was just curious because I had my guess about it, and he's like, "You're right." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm yeah, like, that's... I still want to play the game though because like that's a game where it's like most of its gameplay anyways. So the story is something that'll carry me along through like yeah. what I've heard is an amazing game. So I wasn't too worried. Plus, I don't know anything about the DLC. So, I was, it, I just happened to luck out with Horizon. I didn't. I lucked out with. I think more than anything that I didn't get it spoiled for me for that long. Yeah, well, got it's, it. It's very cheap now. If you want to get, and Horizon's one of those things that even if you know the end, um, it's half the fun is it, the end, quote unquote, is relatively easy to figure out. It's half the fun is how they get there. Yeah, I, I mean, it treated like a Zelda game. Uh, how many Zelda games end with you fighting the same guy <laughs> type of thing, right? Yeah, it's right. not about that. It's about how well it plays. So, no, hearing Breath about of the Wild was definitely not about the story. So, yeah, yeah. yeah well, the final well, boss about, either. The hearing final about bosses. like God of War from like just a game. Like I don't, unlike you, I don't care so much about the um, the story because I'm not as invested in the God of War series. But hearing about the gameplay and like leveling up Kratos to get new moves, which I know happens in the other God of War games, but, like, that, and then the fact that there's this big world to explore, and that most, like, parts of it are not even necessary for the story. Like, all I think about is, like, I don't give a shit what happens in Tomb Raider, but Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is one of my favorite games of this generation, because it's just so perfect in the gameplay department that, like, the story was, like, this is functional, but, like, I just want to play more of this game. So that's why I'm like when I was asking about like if it being open world and stuff or or like contained segments of open world, like that was selling me on the game more than Kratos and his son. I don't know. It's it's scary. I watch Twitter constantly because you know people can press that share button mm. so easily, and there are some screenshots that could spoil parts of that game. Is it none of it locked, though? Nope. Like, they didn't lock any of it? Oh, that sucks. Nope. None of it. There is never a mention that comes up and says, this is blocked from sharing. Oh, that is annoying, too, yeah. So, so like, I like every screenshot that pops up, I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, is it in here? Some stuff in here? No? Okay. That's good. Because the first person that does it, I'm going to be like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, anything else about God of War, Jay, before we move on? Uh, no, man. Just basically, it's one of those things where when a game gets so hyped up, like when people are calling it the game of the generation, possibly one of the best games ever made, you go into it thinking like, oh boy, my expectations are way too fucking high for this game to actually meet it. And I will say that it's it's pretty close. Yeah. 
to the unrealistic expectation that has been set for this game, it's pretty close, and that is mind-boggling on its own. And I'm excited to uh, go through the rest of the game come this week, and it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for everybody to kind of finish it because there's, Next, just, there's just a lot of things. A lot of things going on in that game. Next week, I'll have it done. Yep. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's it for me. All right. I'll move on to Anthony then. You've you've played some games, right? So I'll uh, yeah. Um, I'll just kind of blast through kind of the last month and a half, or just how long I've been doing it. Um, basically, I won't do the. I won't cover everything I've covered, which is only three games. Uh, you can read my review of Get Out and uh, a Way Out, I should say. Um. Still questioning those reviews daily as I see it, but whatever. Um, uh, so I, I went back and played a few games on my Xbox that I had installed. I tried Ruiner. Um, I like Ruiner. Ruiner is very much made for a PC, though. I, I don't. I don't think the aiming in that is really all that great for an analog stick. Um, for a twin stick shooter, it, it feels like I'm always off, like to left or right slightly. Um, I like the style, like the music. I like the combat, but it was just always a little bit off. Um, I had bought it on a sale, and was like, you know what, I had this, and I was like, I really want to try this. And it's all right. Um, I like it. It's just there's there's some times where I'm just like, I feel like that was kind of ripped off for me because, uh, like, I was like, I definitely had that guy in my target, but because it's not necessarily clear on where I'm attacking. Um, uh, yeah, that game, that game is really good, though. Um and there's a physical copy coming up from uh, on, for PS4, so if that's your thing, that might be the time to pick it up. Um, I played Get Even, I finished Get Even. Drew recommended Get Even, what, a year ago now? Yep. That game is something else. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I could have just played a first-person shooter with that corner gun, I'll be honest, because um, <laughs> that was amazing in itself. But the fact that they were doing stuff with the story was really interesting. And then to look at the fact that, like, everybody has English accents, no one, no one is from the UK in the voice actors, basically. It was all, like, uh, Swedish, I think, or uh, I think that's where the the development team was. Anyways, like, not their actual, like, speaking voices, as far as I could tell. And, like, this, that game, that game is something that people really need, like, just to double down on what Drew has said, um, that's a game that I think people need to take a good look at. It goes on sale now quite often. I paid twenty bucks for it. That's Canadian, so fifteen American. Um, and uh, what's what's the Canadian dollar? Is it is it pesos now? Is it <laughs> yeah, well, it might as well be. <laughs> it's it's always been monopoly money. Um, uh, so uh, that's a game that I just played on my own accord, and uh, I was talking to Drew through it, and was just like, wow. Wow, this this and I, stuff I wasn't expecting. Um, the best thing I can say is, or the best relation I can kind of get to it is, it's a less scary version of Condemned. That's kind of how I felt about that game, like where Condemned was a bunch of different type of gameplay elements put into like a horror situation, and this was like psychological horror with a bunch of different gameplay elements, investigation, and everything. It was really well done. Um, uh, so I do want to talk about Minute. I gave that a nine out of nine out of ten. Um, I love that game. Right now, as of I know this is crazy. Right now, uh, out of all the games I've played that are from this year, that's my favorite. It was quick. It only took me an hour. Or it took me eighty six minutes, eighty four, eighty five minutes. Um, it's it. 
it's a it's a wonderful Zelda like game that has you having to set small goals each day and if you're looking for something bite sized I can't think of something better because it's just this game um, oozes charm every character that you talk to has its own unique personality and they're little pixelated characters like the detail on this game is not super high it's black and white that's it those are the only two colors and it's all pixel art and it's just everything has a lot of charm in this game and i never was disappointed or felt like i was wasting time because you only have a minute each um and you don't get that from a lot of games this game just was like there's no filler um here it is this is what and it just every second i played that game i was like had a smile on my face and i think that's what gaming should be about unless it's like a story where you need they want to make you you know pull your heartstrings but like if for what this was it was just a purely fun game and had well-written humor in it too and it was just a nice little experience that if you like old zelda games uh you have to try it out. I hope it makes its way, and I don't even have one, but I hope it makes its way to Switch, because I think that'll really boost their sales as well, because I think it's PS4, Xbox One, and PC only right now, and having that on the go, that is perfect, because you, you set a small goal, you play three minutes, that's three loops in-game, and uh, you get some stuff done, and you can just pick away at it whenever you have like a minute or two. Um... So I, I had three games kind of in the um, loop, and there's you can hear my notes f- uh, ruffling around. I finished the review for Detective Pikachu. I know that's late. Uh, oh, I now know why Nintendo kind of put a hold on that um, and didn't release it right away. I don't think they had faith in it doing well. And I know it's gotten fairly good reviews, and I know I'm on the lower end of them by uh, because I'm later than everyone else on it. Um, it's it's not a bad game. I just don't know who their audience was with it because, and I was saying this before the show started, so fill everybody in that's listening. Um, I grew up playing Pokemon. I I got to live in that zeitgeist. Like, Pokemon has been a part of my life for basically as long as I can remember. I think I was... Came out, what, 98 in America? So I was 6. I think it was 98. Um, I was young. I did the Pokemon trading card thing, and, like, it took a big part of my life. Pokemon was everything. Um, We played the Pokemon RPG games. Those are not baby's first RPG. They're not that simple. They're not super complex, but they're not that simple. It takes, you know, someone to think... You have to actually think about that game. Brute forcing your way through that game is not easy because, like, you know, you have to know the different types of element resistances and stuff. So when I'm playing Detective Pikachu, which is not a Pokemon RPG game, and I fully understand that, all I think of is that you're, the main fan the main fan base is probably older now anyways, but let's say that this is for young Pokemon fans. Young Pokemon fans are playing Pokemon. This game is too simplistic for them. They have... I may be giving kids too much credit. I know someone out there is like, kids are stupid. Um, but they're not <laughs> if they're playing Pokemon. Because it, 
this is this is a game that held my hand. It would be like, oh yeah, I saw insert character here over there, and then it cuts away to a close up of Pikachu, so he can actually have voiceover, and he goes, yeah, let's get over to the this area and talk to him, and it gives me a little note that says, you have to go talk to this person, and then I back out of that, and now I have to go over there. Kids aren't that dumb. Like, kids didn't need that extra, like, confirmation of this is what you have to do. And it, every point of this game, it did that. It never, like, at first when I started it, I was like, well, this is just a tutorial, and it'll become less handholdy. And it did become less, but, like, not significantly. I was still being told what to do at the end of the game. And I was kind of hoping that this game would be, like, um, a kid's sort of step towards something like Ace Attorney where it was kind of like a logic puzzle. And there is a bit of that, but it's so not punishing and so easy that like I was just... I'm, I'm disappointed with how easy it is. Because I like a lot of the Pokemon spin-off games, too. I like Ranger. I like uh, Mystery Dungeon. Uh, and, like, Snap, which is a lot of people's... some, like, favorites of the spin-offs. I love those games... They all have some difficulty level to them. This game was just too easy. And I could notice things in this game where I could tell that whoever had to um, do the translation changed some stuff. Because, like, Pikachu blatantly flirts with human people, human women. <laughs> um, it's like, he, you can tell that he's like, oh, she's so pretty or whatever. But it's not that. He says, oh, her perfume smells beautiful. And I'm like, that's definitely not... The conversation. Hey man, if, if Sonic can happening. get a princess, why oh, not Pikachu? Oh, man, come oh, on, let's let's be fair about this, okay? And it, but but what I'm saying is, it would have been fine if you just hit on them, but they 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 didn't do that. They changed it, so it's like, oh, her music sounds beautiful, or isn't she just really talented? And I'm like, he, I'm sure that was different in Japan, just the way they have the model move and stuff. Like, it's nothing, like, too overt, obviously, but it's just... It was enough where I was like, I feel like there's something lost in a lot of the translation here. Um, the twist ending, I guess, or when you find out who's in, who's the person behind it all, I was like, okay. I, I had a better answer for this that made more sense, but okay. Um, I sh sure, I suppose. Um, the, the mystery, the, the actual conspiracy itself wasn't terrible, but, like... The the main the main reason why this game starts is you play as Tim Goodman. He's looking for his father who disappeared, and you run into his uh, father's Pikachu, who suddenly has the ability to talk. And he's the only Pokemon. Uh, Tim is the only person that can understand this Pikachu. And Pikachu can talk to other Pokemon and can talk to Tim. Tim can talk to people and talk to Pikachu. So Tim can't just talk to Pokemon and then understand. So. There's a neat dynamic there, but Tim went to look for his father. I will spoil it now. That doesn't conclude in this game. They set it up for a sequel. So you solve the problem, which is neat, but the main driving focus is not covered. I'm hoping that come movie with Ryan Reynolds, they solve that issue. Um, but, like, I my response was, wow. Okay, that's the end. Uh, huh? as, as for someone who will never play this game and don't care enough to YouTube the answer, why don't you just tell me why can Pikachu speak and why is he? Oh, well, that's have, not like, talked about voice? either. 
Um, I, I, I have my suspicions because in, it's spoiled in the, um, spoiled in the, uh, trailers. Uh, Mewtwo is in this game. Mewtwo has a, a, a hold on the plot. Now, uh, he isn't in the game a lot. Uh, it's more a, it involves Mewtwo, but it's not like Pokemon the movie, if that's what people are expecting. Um, he's not the bad guy, he's just there. He just exists. And, um, he runs into Pikachu and I think gave him the ability to, but they never really actually covered that. I'm not okay. kidding. They, they don't cover why Pikachu could talk. They don't explain why he likes coffee and treats all of a sudden. If you wanted, my suspicion was, and it's not, again, it's not covered in the end of the game, was that I was going to find out that, like, Pikachu was my father, and, like, the personality is molded. That's what I thought. That's not the case. Because they don't solve anything in this game other than the, the main conspiracy that's happening. You manage to stop that, which is neat. But then, like, it's kind of like they drop the reason of why I was doing anything in the first place. Like, had that problem not existed, I wouldn't have been here to solve it. Like, it just seemed kind of pointless. I will say this, though. Um... A lot of the Pokemon games don't really show Pokemon existing as animals in, like, society and stuff. Like, you know, doing jobs and everything, because it's just that's not the type of game it is. And the closest we've come to that is Pokemon Snap. Uh, and I guess, like, some of the other spinoffs, like Pokemon Poke Park and, like, Hey You Pikachu kind of showed some of that as well. This is the best example of Pokemon and, hu like, human characters in that world interacting. Because, like, they have a, one the... the um, coffee shop you go to has a ludicolo which is a pokemon that kind of looks like a cactus but has like a sombrero and it just likes helping people so it carries coffee in its sombrero sort of thing on its head and i'm like that's really neat of all these like sort of functions that they found for pokemon and like that pokemon aren't just like attacking people and stuff it was a really neat concept i just wish the gameplay went was more advanced. And I chose the normal mode. There's an easy mode in this game, and I cannot fathom. I, I'm assuming it just plays a movie, because I, I don't know how it could have become easier. Like, that's my thing. Like, I feel like they just dumbed it down for kids, and the kids aren't that stupid. Like, kids are playing Fortnite and Minecraft and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess so, like, Fortnite is a very complex no, game. No, but I mean, but, like, yeah. there, there are, there are, there are, like, this game is so, that's, uh, that's what I mean, though. It's not the, these, it, those aren't complex games. Like, Minecraft is a little bit more, obviously, you can get more complex, but, like, kids are playing games that are more complex than this game is, because this game is so easy. Like, Oregon Trail is a thing I played in school. Um, that game is more complex than this, and I was playing it at a much younger age than I was playing Pokemon. I don't know. I feel like you might be putting too much emphasis on the difficulty of the game. I understand that in but, that, but, but, but when we're solving a mystery, when we're solving a mystery, mm -hmm. and and they're just literally giving me the answers, you know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of hard to say that this is good or enjoyable. I don't know. It, it, it's a weird position to be in because it's like th this game has a lot of polish, but I, I question if that's the reason why they kind of held back on it for a year or two to release it because they probably didn't have faith in it doing well because <laughs> I assume people would play it, and but apparently it's got sevens and eights. And if you're a Pokemon fan, yeah, I wouldn't skip this because it, it does show these Pokemon that you love interacting. It's really unique that way. But, um, 
don't go in it looking for a challenge at all because there is none. Uh, that that was my disappointment. Now on to my next game, which is only challenge. Um, Kate Must Die, which is a first person. I can't even call it a shooter. It's a PC game. Um, I will be frank. Um, I don't like difficult games necessarily. I, I like challenge, but I don't. There, there's there's difference between challenge and just hard. And as much as I'm not a huge Dark Souls fan, like Dark Souls always felt fair. Um, you learn the environment, you kind of know where enemies hide, and they, you know, come out, kill you, and then you don't make that mistake again. Uh, Kate Must Die is really unfair. Um, so it's not really clear what I have to do in the first level. So I started up, I started it up today. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna play this, I'm sure I can get through it. There's three difficulties, uh, challenging, difficult, and nightmare. I mean, they're very honest that this game is hard, but I, I don't think it's very fair hard. I don't think there's any much I can learn from it, because games that are fair and hard, yeah, you die a lot, maybe, but you learn the environment, and you take cues from both the world you are in, as well as enemies. There's no cue that I'm too close to an enemy in this game. They kill you in one shot. I can't necessarily see them, because everything's dark and looks the same. Um... Yeah, the atmosphere is fine if they want to be creepy, but, like, if I can't see what I'm doing, because it's dark, so I'm setting off a light, and then I step too close to an enemy I can't see because he's off to my right a bit, and then he kills me in one shot. What did I learn there? Don't go back down that hallway that looks the same as the other hallway. And, yeah, the jump scares are, like, at least fun. Like, I laughed when it happened and the guy jumped up, but it was just, like... It... There's there, again. There's that level between f- being fair and challenging and being just hard for hard's sake, and like that's what this game was doing to me. I I, put, I tried to play that around a couple times. I'd get the first skull that I have to pick up. There's I think five I have to collect, and I was putting one on, and I was going down looking for another skull, and I thought I was being safe, and then oh behind that pile of dirt was a guy, and he killed you in one shot. Well, great, but this place is a maze, so. I can't really mark where I've been. It's hard to tell because everything's dark. It just was uh, disappointing. So I moved on to a different game that I have for review as well. Uh, I'll put more time into that, but I, I can't imagine my, my opinion changing much more than that because, again, just killing me instantly and not letting me sort of deal with that and just being like, well, you're dead now, restart. And I restart back from the beginning, so I have to collect all the little items again so I can actually do something, like, have a light. So I collect all the mushrooms around me, and I go off, and then I die a little bit further in, and I have to restart. Like, that's not, that's like, you know, um, operation, you know? Like, (laughs) beep, you touch the side, restart. Beep, you touch the side, restart. Like, okay. Eventually, you just don't want to play anymore, and like that was kind of it. Like I was like thirty minutes, and I was like, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. This is not fun for me. I'm not getting anywhere. It's the same way Ken feels about uh, roguelikes. Like I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah, I just keep dying. I'm just wow. I'm just running into a wall over and over for a half hour. That's not fun. <sighs> so I started up Dead in Vinland, which at first glance I was like, oh wow, okay, so this is going to be like the uh, other game I reviewed, which is a lot of reading. Nope. Uh, Dead in Vinland is a survival game that is done mainly through menus. 
so I don't actually have to go out and, like, chop wood for an hour, which is really nice. Um, you are a family of Vikings who are attacked and flee to the sea and wash up on an island and have to survive. And if you like spreadsheets, bam, this game has got you covered, because this is a lot of stat tracking, and I'm actually enjoying it. Um... Everybody's got like a hunger meter, a depression meter, an exhaustion meter. A uh, they can become dehydrated. Um, it's and those are just the people. Like everything in the camp gets worn down over time. There's full RPG battles, so it's kind of like Final Fantasy. Sort of one the group stands on like my character stand on one side, the other character stand on the uh, the enemies stand on the other, and there's a front and back. So there's an archer range and a melee range, and. Um, you get to choose which characters battle, and uh, it's all turn-based, so the game doesn't just keep going without you. So I have a morning section, an afternoon section, and at night we rest, we eat, uh, and then we sleep, and it takes down some of my stats a little bit. Weather affects that. It's a really pretty game. There's so much to go into, though. Like, explaining this game is absurd. Um, so... I can send someone off to harvest berries, or I can have them chop wood, or I can have them go search more of the island. If I search the island, I might be able to have an event that's like, oh, there's a treasure chest here, but why is there a treasure chest here on the beach? Maybe someone's around. Do you want to go look for it, or do you want to open the treasure chest? And so I go, I'm going to look around. As I look around, I find people that obviously had the treasure chest and are now dead, and when I come back, the treasure chest is gone. So... Like, there's choices like that. It's a lot of D&D mechanics, too. So, like, uh, stealth, uh, tracking, harvesting. Uh, so I take roles on that as well. When I have the option to harvest, like, wheat or wait and hunt and kill animals um, off of it, I want to take the person that has the best hunting skill and stealth skill, if I'm going to hunt, to wait for animals to show up. Uh, but if I'm going to harvest it, I want the person that has the most harvesting skill because I still have to roll. They still have the unless they're at a hundred, they still have, like they still have a percentage to fail, regardless. So I always want to make sure the person that has the best skill is doing the best job. But I have to watch their exhaustion meter because some people are good at two things. Like the guy that's good at building is also good at chopping. Is the best person for chopping wood, but he can't be doing both at the same time. And I can't have him doing anything when he's too close to exhaustion, because if exhaustion goes up, he dies. So if it hits 100, he dies. If, he, if depression goes up to 100, they die. Like, there, there's so many ways to die in this game, it's very hard from the get-go. There's an easy mode, there's a skipping the tutorial mode. Like, it has got a lot of options, though, so I, I'm really liking this game already. I spent about an hour and a half with it. Um... Everybody's got interpersonal relationships. I, it's like playing a D&D game by yourself, like traditional pen and paper D&D to some extent, but with these weird survival elements uh, attached in. Um, the voice acting was good in it. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people, unless unless you're really into watching like uh, stats go down and um, micromanaging... Uh, I don't know if that'll be a game for everyone. I like that type of thing sometimes, um, but only when it's turn-based. So this game is actually perfect for me, and 
Uh, funny enough, again, Vikings. So that's the theme of the week too. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's quite good. So I can't wait to see more of it. I got uh, I almost got killed early on when bad guys showed up and uh, beat the ever loving shit out of me, and then said, "We're not going to kill you now, but you have to give us offerings every week." So every week in the game, I also have to make sure I have whatever they want from me. So the first week was ten things of wood. The guy came to show showed up to take ten things of wood from me and said, "It's fifteen and I went, "No, it's not <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, well, the five's my half or whatever and I'm like, "Oh crap, all right, so here's fifteen things of wood, so I had to put my put myself at behind and he tells me next time like it's eight things of clean water this time, uh so I have to keep a fire going to boil water, but I have to have someone harvesting the water to boil, and then I have to have them have enough for my characters to not be dehydrated, but then also have an... Um, oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I have to have more, anyways, by the end of the week, so I can give it away and also have some for that night. But right now, everyone's exhausted, so I have to watch everybody's exhaustion level. So somebody's always sleeping during the day right now, because if I don't have them sleep, they will die of exhaustion, and it's just... It's a lot to watch. It's very stressful, but I also really, really enjoy like the animation style and just the fact that they thought everything out so far. Uh, quite good. I'm really enjoying it. And that's it for me. All right. I, I have to break up this to... Uh, Jay, you know where uh, Drew is, right? He, well, yeah, I asked him on uh, Twitter if he wanted to do some Monster Hunter World, and he said it's in Nashville. Okay, so there's a breaking news story right now. Uh-huh. Uh, four people were killed after a naked gunman opened fire at a Waffle House near Nashville. Police are God searching it, for a Drew. suspect. I knew it was going to snap one day, but so soon. But at Waffle House? Come on, Drew. It's all that <laughs> propane. You just breathed it in. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Wombat, video games. Are you, are you still there? Uh, he's, uh, he's at a Waffle House right now. <laughs> I am at a Waffle House. Let me get my clothes on real quick. They have yeah. Wi-Fi at Waffle House? Um, so, uh, really, honestly, um, I, I haven't played that much. I played some more um, Far Cry. Um, and I finished one of the areas... So, still two areas to go, uh, and I've got God of War to play. So, any changes in your opinion about Far Cry Flash since the last time you talked about it? No, I, it, I still, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fun game that I like a lot. Um, that has some problems, uh, particularly with enemy spawns and the sheer volume of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, I still like it. Okay, so. Um, and then I played God of War, which, um, again, I'm not very far in, so, uh, I'm just kind of trying to slowly make my way through some of this stuff and hope to goodness that I can get some of it finished before, uh, it gets spoiled for me. <laughs> yep. That's where uh, I'm at. T- time is running out. I know. I so, know. I'll finish up. Speaking of Far Cry, I finished it. Um, How about that ending, huh? It's uh, it's an ending. It's an ending for sure. Apparently, I got the bad one. I I don't. I had somebody tell me what the good one was because I was like, I you can't 
go back in and do it again because it's like every other Far Cry game. It's a it's a press A or press B to do two different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, what the fuck? Did you did you know that you were getting the bad ending when you made the choice? Or no, did you, did no, you I the right thing? I had no clue. Uh, uh, also, my, like most video games, the final boss fight can go suck an ass. Oh my god. That is one of the most annoying things I've done in a while. There's an actual final boss fight in that game? Yeah. That's like a first for Far Cry, isn't it? Like, uh, since Ubisoft took over? It might be. Um, but it's uh, it's not good. I will say that. Speaking of unsatisfying endings, right? No, the ending the ending was fine. Like I had no problem okay, with the actual okay. ending itself. It's the boss fight that I and uh, okay. it's a weird ending. It really like I did not expect what happened I, to happen. I thought there I thought so I know both endings. I didn't find either of them the good ending. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I guess it's because of what happens that they consider it the good ending, but <sighs> it's still it was a weird game. Um, but I enjoyed it, but I was definitely, by the time I got to the last boss, I was like, alright, I'm done with my far crying. I I have a question for you, um, and I guess anyone that's playing far crying, uh, so I was talking to you and Drew about this on Twitter um, a couple weeks ago about Far Cry 2. Um, far Cry 2 is my favorite, even though that game, gameplay-wise, has a bunch of issues, like respawning outposts and every mission being across the map um and not fun um, and malaria and malaria i didn't mind the malaria as much but <laughs> i think that was also patched at some point to be better because um, it was annoying i remember it being annoying the first time i went through but the second time i played that game i didn't find it as bad but i find those games have become like three it was okay and i find all of them have had to be like this weird over the top sort of Saints Row-ish type game, and I just don't need that. The same problem I had with Watch Dogs 2. Like, I don't need a a jokey game 100% of the time. It's fine to have humor in it, but I just... It, they're so over the top now that it just kind of belittles that. I mean, am I the only person that feels that way? Like, I feel like it just... All the impact of these games, of you, you know... What was it? Uh, where were you? The Himalayas... In four, mm-hmm. um, like, felt like that was pointless because I just didn't care. Like, because it was just kind of more of three with, oh, look how over the top the villain is. Like, I don't care about an over the top villain. Like, it was fun the first time, but like, now it's just kind of goofy and stupid. No, and- it's, yeah, Far Cry is one of those games that. It like draws a line in the sand and it kind of hops back and forth between the two. Like it, it feels like it's trying to be serious, but it's almost impossible to take it seriously because so much of it is just ridiculous. And Far Cry Five is a lot like that. I'll be honest with you. Once I got so far into the game, I started skipping the cutscenes because they had actually they had absolutely no impact on me. Like I just didn't care about the. The, you know the three characters. I didn't care about the main guy because I very rarely see him. I just, I don't know. I just, it, it, it kind of sucks because think about all the money and resources they spend into getting these really talented voice actors, doing the mocap for these, uh, you know, the the character animations and mm-hmm. the budget they spend, and then 
we are left with something that most of us are not particularly that interested in at all because of the execution of it. And that, that kind of sucks, man. It should be better. It should they, be. They, they can do better than that. And my biggest... Uh, it's because I've played... Like, 3 I felt was okay because it was only one of the two main villains that was, you know, over the top. Um, but, like, when I think about 2, I think of the... the like, and I, I'm not usually one looking for this type of stuff. It just happened to be the case of where that game takes place. It's in Africa. I think of the characters and the way that story ends and the way that game is written is so well done that like this yeah the sure the bad guy is kind of this weird sort of eccentric character in it but he's also it's also kind of made clear that like people think he's actually losing his mind because he has a brain tumor and like you hear him talk over voice recordings and he's explaining the reason why he does stuff and it's slowly at the like Spoilers for Far Cry 2, at the end of the game, you sort of team up with the bad guy, because no one's good in war, and like, I think about that, and then 3 is okay, then they did Blood Dragon, which is kind of where I, like, if you're gonna be zany, I kinda want you to be, and then I, then it goes to 4, and like, 4 was like this weird half-inbred, like, we're, we're that zany blood dragon and we also want to have that message like too and it's like nah, you can't do that it's like and then come come this new one right five it's like we're gonna have conversations about church and state and stuff oh and drug addicts that are freaking zombies right like <laughs> off of bliss and it's like what it's, a, it's always amazing when we talk about far cry absolutely everybody forgets and skips over primal <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, I I never played it. I, I didn't play. Like, I, I didn't play Primal it, either. Um, I think most people didn't play Primal. I did. It it had a lot. Of, like it had such promise. I mean, we've always dreamed of a Far Cry in Jurassic Park. That game is not it. Well, because we want guns and dinosaurs, not spears. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I don't want to shoot dinosaurs with guns. That's the problem. I don't want to be food. I want to be like. Apex Predator against dinosaurs. Yeah, but that's the problem is there's not really dinosaurs in Prime. Oh, there isn't? Okay. No. There's just woolly mammoths and tigers and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's that's arguably how well, it'd be, because there wouldn't be like people dino- around. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs and Homo sapiens didn't exist at the same time. Yeah. You don't know? Really playing the Homo sapien in, uh, in I get That's what I mean. They're, they're even further down the line. <laughs> you don't know? You so weren't there. <laughs> Unless you go to one of those, uh, like, uh, was it? Who's that Park? guy? That really religious guy who has a who has a museum full of dinosaurs and people interacting with each other. That's dude. That dude's um, uh, right down the road from uh, Ken and I. Yeah. Oh, really? Is he really? Northern Kentucky. Yeah, Northern Kentucky. Yeah. That guy's crazy. Welcome to the world. Yeah, I can't remember his name. The uh, the Creation Museum is the place yeah. you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, there it is. Ark yeah. Encounter. Yeah, so Far Cry done. Uh, I'll come back when the DLC comes because all of those look really interesting. Which uh, one are you excited for the most? I'm probably going to say the the outer space one just because of the weapons. His his name is Ken Ham. Ken Ken Ham. That's his yeah. name. Yeah. No relation. Uh, I also booted back up Battlefront Two because the the Ewok hunt is running right now. Wait. Okay. So Ewok Hunt is a new mode they've added to Battlefront 2. It's in the April update. 
So it's essentially, if you've played the game, it's indoor. Uh, the map is at night, so you can't see anything. Uh, when you're dropped into the game, you'll either be dropped in as a stormtrooper uh, or an Ewok. And the stormtroopers basically just have to survive for like 10 minutes. And the Ewoks can sneak around in the trees and try to kill the stormtroopers. And if you get killed by the Ewoks, you turn into an Ewok and then start hunting the stormtroopers. So, this thing is actually pretty terrifying. Uh, because the stormtroopers have a flashlight, but it's on like, it has like a cooldown. So when it runs out, the, the light, and like it's pitch black. Like, if you've played Battlefront 2, one thing you cannot say about that game is that it is not a beautiful game. And when it gets pitch, back, pitch black on indoor, and you and like in the trees, you can just hear the Ewoks yelling and screaming. And it's, All I'm picturing is the scene from Aliens. Game over, man! Game over! Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty... But it's with Ewoks. It's pretty tenseful, or it's, it's pretty tense to be playing this, and it's... It's pretty fun. I hope they add it as a permanent mode because they're, I guess they're removing it at the end of April. But I had a lot of fun playing that mode. Um, but no, I, I think that game was a lot in a lot better place than it was, you know, when it launched. Uh, I also booted up all the backward compatible Xbox games. Uh, Jesus, those things look really good. Uh, I started a playthrough of Conquer again. And remembered how like obtuse some of the objectives in that game are, <laughs> so I, I might try to go through it, especially now that there's like a thousand walkthroughs out there that I can just kind of skip past the stuff that annoys me. But that game looks really good. I wish it was sixteen by nine because it's really weird playing four by three games. Uh, Jade Empire is also four by three, which is really weird because these games run in four K and they look really good, but they're running in you know pan and scan, which is weird. Uh, and I played a bunch of Yakuza 6. How, uh, how how far have you gotten in that game so far? I'm in Chapter 3. I'm in Okinawa. Okay. Or, no, 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 I'm in Hiroshima. That's where I'm at. Yes, yes. Um, I finally hit a part in that game last night that can kiss my ass. <laughs> the fucking baby calming oh, down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and get the mill thingy. Uh, but the fact that it stops every 20 steps and you have mm-hmm. to do these stupid motion-controlled Bullshit. Like really, really realistic to how annoying real babies are. So, yeah, but that's know, not why I faithful. play video games, Drew or Jay or whatever. Wow, Drew! Wow, it's the first yeah, time Drew I've been. You actually, it's not the first time I've been mistaken for Drew, so I'll allow it. <laughs> You're just supposed to reply with propane, propane, and propane accessories. No. Um, I did notice that, uh, especially around the first two chapters, there's not a lot of. Uh, Goofy side missions. Oh, you you haven't been looking <laughs> hard enough then, because there's a lot. I I did all the ones that popped up in the first two chapters. Did you do the one with the the AI? Yes, that one was the best okay. one. The Hiji. That that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that one was the only one that I thought was really goofy. Like the like the Troubler board is really kind of lame because it's just usually people being attacked. Hmm. So I'm I'm not a big fan of that. I'm I'm a big fan of like come on man, Yakuza Zero, you know, the Dominatrix the the <laughs> freaking Michael Jackson moonwalk scene. There's, there's a lot more Johnson well. is Miracle Johnson. Yeah. But it's protected. Yeah. But it's like I want stuff like that. Like not some lady being beat up by the same three thugs that are 
picking on this other guy or yeah a troubler is is lame for sure uh, yeah. i did kind of enjoy the the bomb scare ones where you gotta actually look at the picture and find out where that bomb is so if you're familiar with kamurocho you can figure out where they are that's fun but other than, other than that the rewards aren't that good and the encounters are not that interesting either and they're always done in several parts so i will say unless you really want the experience like ignore the troubler and go with the uh the other side quest and there is plenty there's there's plenty to go around for sure uh, you'll, you'll run into a couple of good ones. And you know, the thing is, I, I think a side quest doesn't have to necessarily be goofy in order for me to enjoy it. The very first side quest that you run into is the the little girl who's a fan of Haruka. Yep. You know? I did all of and, that. Dude, that was fucking heartwarming, dude. No, I like I like that one, but I also yeah. like the goofy stuff. I, yeah, yeah, there's 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 more to come. You'll you'll get your uh, fill of it. But I will tell you that if I have to do this motion control baby mini game no. many more times, <laughs> it's a one time thing. Okay, good. Because if I'd had to do that again, I might have put that game away. It's not that bad. It's but... pretty bad because I'm like because I had to talk to four different people, go to three different places to find the damn milk, and I must have done that baby mini game fifteen times. And it sucked. It's hard raising a baby, man. You know this. Come on. I'm not playing a video game to raise a baby, Jay. I already did that in real life. Okay? Uh, Art imitates life, bro. That's how it goes. (laughs) Uh, That's some some art I don't want. Okay? (laughs) Fair enough. I just want to do a sell on Yakuza, because for years, uh, I tried one of the earlier ones, and was like, hmm... I think it was five, like, earlier, when I say earlier, I mean, like, I think it was five, because five was free. And I was like, oh, this is not really a good beat-em-up. And it took kind of someone saying, like, I think it was Jay, actually, like, saying, like, this is a great RPG series. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. So if you're like, if you look at Yakuza and you're like, I don't know, like, it seems kind of weird. It's it's a really well-done role-playing game, uh, and I recommend it looking at it that way. Um, and, like, uh, Kiwami, I think you can get for, like, 20 bucks now. So, like, if you're going to enter the series and give one a shot, you know, you can, don't even have to drop 90 bucks on it. Just, they're, they're really fun. I, I really just like walking around in those. So Yeah, the first upgrade I had to do, though, was the, the stamina one, because God bless it, Kiryu, you cannot run very far before you <laughs> You're panting. <laughs> He's, he, he can beat up a thousand guys with his bare hands in one you know one session. He can session pick up a motorcycle. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but no, the man can't run more than a block without being tired. Like, come on, dude! It's like that thing in Evil Within, like where you sprint for three seconds and Sebastian's out of breath, but he's a fucking detective. Yeah, but he's probably a smoker, <laughs> though. I don't think Kiryu's a smoker. Yeah. You know, uh, Kiryu was a smoker for a long time, so you know, there's that. So don't smoke, kids. Smoking's bad for you. Yeah, smoking's bad for you. Don't do that. Uh, but no, that's uh, and I played a, another game. Um, it's called I Hope, and there's not really I hope. No, I hope. Is that one word? No, I comma hope. You're taking us for I hop after the podcast. You say, <laughs> all right. Now see, see, you're you're ruining a beautiful thing here because this game was built for cancer research. All of the proceeds of the game go to cancer research, okay. and it's a little 3D platformer. It's like an indie it's game. Actually- Really good looking. Yeah, it's uh, it's there's nothing to write home about it. Like there's nothing special about it. It's pretty, you know, straightforward platformer. But it is actually well done. Um, and in the game, you're fighting an enemy whose name is Cancer. That seems subtle. So, you know, just <laughs> nuanced. But uh, the I fact that every some... every dollar that is so I just want to bring this up because every dollar that that game makes is going to research. I think that's cool. 
And that's that's very cool, but how is that going to help me get some pancakes in my stomach, is wow. what I'm saying. We ain't talking about like, IHOP. Just don't go to Waffle House. Um. Yeah, don't go to Waffle House because Drew's gonna shoot you. He'll appreciate that. <laughs> they they didn't get his Drew, hash I'm plans. sure Drew will have some things to say about uh, that. No, no, I'm giving. This is not true. Drew did not do this. It's, it's okay. It's he was naked at a Waffle House. Completely <laughs> unrelated. Yeah. It was a different Waffle House, okay? When they told him that the buttermilk pancakes were actually not made with buttermilk, he just lost his shit. You know. Just couldn't handle it. Just had to take all of his clothes off, and yell, "Everything is lies!" Repeatedly. It's, it's I quite mean, a sight. isn't that the isn't that the appropriate response? Oh exactly. It is. It is. Uh, all right, but no, that's uh, that's mostly what I've been playing this week. I, I did get my boxes for the week, so I, I have to mention Overwatch at least once. Hmm. I'm really done with Retribution. I've probably beat that thing like 50 times. I think I'm done. Okay. But anyway. What's coming out this week? I swear to God, I'm not reading the PC games first, so don't give me a hard time. It's all right. I'm already. I've already got Steam search page up, so I can be through this week. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not doing Steam games yet. These are. Coming I know. To, I'm ready though. These are literally coming to PlayStation Four. We have Cluster Tumble. Uh, Co- I do. Is that? This is PS4. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm looking it up though, because like, because there's that game Cluster Truck. I'm wondering if it's related. No, I played no. Cluster Truck because I had Game Pass. I don't like that game. I thought it was kind of boring. This looks like also yeah. Code Fifty One Mecha Arena. Dead. Okay. Dead Secret. Devious Dungeon. I swear to God, I'm reading PS4. Yeah. All right. Uh, Emily wants to play too. <laughs> uh, Gal Gun too. I know uh, you know what that game is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of those booby games. Uh, yeah. Jolt Family Robot Racer. All right, okay. just just in time, Incorporated. Uh, are, you, are you sure you didn't I, mess this up? No, I'm this PlayStation Four this week. Uh, pick a pick. Oh, that's uh, VR apparently. Oh, uh, just in time, Incorporated. Yeah, that's a VR title that apparently. What I don't know what is going on in these screenshots, but it don't matter. None of oh my! <laughs> pick a pick's color. Uh, Rick and Morty. Pick a pick's is great, by the way. You like pick a pick's? I do like pick a pick. Isn't yeah, that pick cross that's color based? Yep. yep. Yeah. Down. Okay. Uh, Rick and Morty. I have it on 3DS, uh, and it's excellent. Rick and Morty Simulator Virtual Rickality Collector's Edition. So a physical version of the yep. game. Uh, the Swords of Ditto. Yeah, I have interest in that. I'll be looking at that. Uh, to Leave. Uh, Death Road to Canada. There's that. Hey, that's a PC game that's coming finally to yeah. consoles. Dream Angling. Uh, MLB Home Run Derby VR. So you can actually be in the Home Run Derby, I guess. I wonder how much that costs, because it feels like something that should have just been in the show. I wonder if it's actually the same engine. I bet it's not. I bet it's some cheap knockoff game. Survive Mr. Cube! No one can stop Mr. Domino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Domino, I miss you. Uh, Runestone Keeper. 
Uh, Agatha Knife. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's. I have update. I have update on uh, that. Uh, the um, MLB Home Run Derby VR. It is not Sony, so it is MLB's Advanced Media, who are the people that do RBI. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, Dragon Dino. Dragon Dino. Dragon Dino. Is is Dragon considered a dinosaur? No, right? No, no. This is a mashup hybrid. Actually, all my dragon friends find it incredibly <laughs> offensive if you compare. <laughs> oh, good. I don't take kindly to their kind. Okay. There is a lot of stuff coming to the Nintendo Switch this week. Holy shit! Um, some of this stuff obviously has already been out on other systems, but. Uh, Switch owners, you've got about 20 games coming out this week. We'll just run down the list. Uh, Johnny Turbo's Arcade, colon, The Gate of Doom. Those are the ones that have the um, stolen artwork, I'm pretty sure, on their store page. Uh, Flint Hook, that's a good game. Uh, Mercenary Kings Reloaded Edition. Uh, Darkest Dungeon Ancestral Edition. Uh, Firefighters Airport Fire Department. <laughs> there wasn't enough fire in there. Uh, and there's also Firefighters The Simulation. Uh, Galgun 2 is also coming to Switch. Uh, Hello Kitty Cruisers. That's Rising Star Games. That's a racing game. Yeah. Uh, it's better than Mario Kart. You don't even know. Uh, South Park The Fractured Butthole. It's finally coming to Switch. Don't skip that game. It's very I think good. you kind of kill the joke when you say it that way, by the way. Oh, what? Butthole? Yeah, instead of butthole. Fractured. Butthole. Butthole. I just say butthole. I don't care. You did. Uh, where are my friends? Uh, a robot named Fight. <laughs> a robot named does. Fight. Yeah, a robot named Fight. It loves. <laughs> Hugs. It has, it has hope. <laughs> It has hope, yeah. <laughs> uh, Agatha Knife is also coming. ACA uh, Neo Geo Ghost Pilots. Another Lost Phone Laura Story. Goetia. Uh, Korg Gadget for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> hey, if you want to, if you want to, those are actually, if I'm assuming Korg as in K O R G. Yes. Oh, then uh, if you want to make music on your thing, like the DS one worked very well, surprisingly. So they do put up good software, so I'm sure it'll be just as good as the other ones. Uh, Late Shift. That's an FMV game. Lightfall. Uh, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Trilogy. Sky Rogue. Sky Peace. Skyrim. Sparkle Zero, no, that already came out. Oh. Uh, 12 Orbits, Aquamoto Racing Utopia. Yep. That's a good game. Uh, Bouncy Bob. <laughs> uh, Drago Dino, or Dino, however you want to say it. Uh, Yotun, Valhalla Edition. That's a weird game. That's Sit- not already out on Switch? No, that is not. It's like on everything, okay. Now, save the Ninja Clan, because they need to be saving. Uh, Snow Moto Racing Freedom. And Super Sario Fly. So that's your Nintendo Switch for the week. 
uh, I'm glad there's a lot of games coming out, but I'm interested in none of those games, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. You know what's sad is the PC games are not really all that great. I guess the best one on here is we've got Call of Bitcoin. That's always a... Uh, let me guess. It's a Russian-based sort of parody game. Um, oh, wow. It's actually not what I would have expected, but it's a platformer game. And uh, cryptocurrency monsters attack civilians, mining farms, which... Okay, this is already off to a great start. Which used to used to bring huge incomes to people are out of order, opening portals to the world of cryptocurrency monsters. There was seven commas in that. That's um, a lot of commas. Wow. What else we got? Uh, we got fast food rampage, which is not all that interesting, and kitten life simulator. So, in case you've ever wow. wondered what it's like to be a kitten. Every day of my life. You can now experience that on PC. Hey, Ryan, you ever not do anything for a whole day? Uh, very rarely. Okay. Just just, just that. That's the kitten simulator. Sometimes I knock stuff off the uh, shelf just to knock it off. That's that's You're ahead of the game then, man. You're, hold, yeah, hold, you're on. hold on. Hold on. this. So I'm, I went to the Steam page. Nine cats, nine lives, over nine million of fun. I don't... Nine million of fun? Nine yeah. million of fun. That's you the highest Explore fun Explore flats and go of. outdoors <laughs> together with tireless kitties. Amazing cat adventures start. B- better begin. Um, okay, one of the screenshots is of a cat that looks like it's about to beat me up standing on its hind legs. And the cat I'm assuming I'm viewing the world from is putting its hands together like one in a fist with the other one like going over top of it. This game looks like it's something else. One cat has a hat on and is playing um, the uh, cup game where you have like the ball underneath the cup. Yep. Um, I don't think this is a simulation, guys. I don't think cats do this stuff. Alright, well, I, no, I, no we just ruined, you just ruined the immersion for me. Alright, let's do some news. Uh, Housemark announced its next game. It's called Storm Divers. Uh, and if you remember their announcement a few months ago, it will not be a shooter. Because they said they were done with shooters. But unfortunately, the trailer says absolutely nothing about the game, so I have no idea what it is. Uh, but if you do want a shooter, Serious Sam 4 was announced, and the subtitle, the subtitle for that game is Planet Badass. Oh, Ken, what happened to that game? Remember uh, that was shown during, I forget which conference, but it's like creators of um, Vanishing of Eden. Eden oh, uh, yeah, the like medieval yeah, shooter. Yeah, and then, then the shooting game at the same time. What happened to that game? People can fly. Yeah, I do not know what happened to that game, but if you remember, there was also the one from Techland that was like a heretic-style game that was announced like, two or three years ago. Like, those games don't seem to have a really good track record of actually coming out. Uh, is Techland still in business? Yeah. They Dying Light. Yeah? Okay. yeah, they're still making Dying Light stuff, so... Okay. Uh, Disgaea 1 Remake is coming to PS4 and Switch. Hell yeah. I mean, do we really need a remake? Aren't they up to, like, five? Yeah, there's, like, a million Disgaea games. Think- yeah, there's just five Disgaea games, and not a million. But isn't, like, Disgaea they- 1, like, PS1? Uh, PS2, yeah. PS2. PS2. Oh, was it okay. PS2? Yeah. It was well, PS2, graphics, but it's really old now. They should the graphics release don't the, 
They should re-release the printy games for uh, Switch. Yes. The PSP games. Yeah, those would do well on the Switch, now that you mentioned Can it. Can I really be yeah. the hero, dude? Yeah, dude. those games are actually pretty fun, too. They are fun, yeah. Dude! Um, dude. Yeah, pretty is great. This guy, one, I think is um, it's important to the series as a whole because it introduced the most popular characters of the series. And also, it has the most cohesive storyline of the bunch. And I actually really like this guy one, so I'm curious about how well they're going to do the transition between just the... Are they just going to do the visual upgrade and change nothing about the gameplay? Are we going to get things like the cheat shop and like new modern implementations of it? So, I mean, yeah, I'm curious about that. I, I definitely check it out. Alright. Uh, Microsoft has announced Xbox uh, Games with Gold for May, and it's pretty fucking fantastic. Uh, we start off the month with a brand new game, Super Mega Baseball 2. Super Mega Baseball is great. Yeah, the sequel. The, no, the new one. I know. That's awesome. I, that's what I'm saying. It's good that they're making another one because the first one's great. And it's free. That's crazy. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. <laughs> that's the other Xbox One game. And then for the 360, you get Streets of Rage and Vanquish. Ooh, Vanquish. Yeah, that's a hell of a lineup for games with gold. But I will say, play the PC version of Vanquish. It's so good. So good. We have 360 version on Xbox One X. Uh, uh, fix the frame rate. Mm, oh yeah, it's nice. It, 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 okay, it That's runs good. at 60. Mm. Why well, no? It's nice. Uh, Valve has acquired developer Campo Santo, the creators of Firewatch. Firewatch. Precisely. Um, Valve has been doing. I think people got people were surprised that Valve is taking in developers. No, they they've been they've been taking other. Developers under the wing for a long time now, so you know, like Portal was like a student project. There's all these different games. Uh, yeah, but it started the, out as mods, you know, Counter Strike. <laughs> doesn't whatever. Valve like like nobody mentions this, but doesn't Valve also like kind of steal people's games? Because the first Portal, you know, they made with uh, what's her name, Kim. I can't think, but like after the first Portal, she left and went to make. Um, Oh god, what is the name of that game? Quantum Shit. It was the same kind of style. Quantum yeah, I, I know it's not Quantum Break, but it's Quantum something. Quantum yeah, conundrum. Quantum Conundrum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then also they took Turtle Rock under their wing and then kind of stole Left 4 Dead 2 cuz Turtle Rock didn't work on that. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of weird how they come in for one game, Valve makes them and then they like leave. It's kind of weird. Yeah, um, we're, we're not getting a lot of sequels to those games ever, so... No, Valve's done making sequels to awesome games. Well, what's the incentive when you have all the money, right? That's so true. Fun. Dota, Dota, well, Dota. I, I just can't wait for Half-Life 2, the card game. It's coming. Uh, Capcom has announced they're shutting down Puzzle Fighter less than six months after launch. <laughs> was that a free-to-play game that I missed out on? Yeah, or was yeah. It? it looked like crap. Yeah, uh, there was rumors okay. a couple weeks ago that it was coming to console, but I'm going to probably assume that's not happening now. Um, sorry, going to the next page. There's a lot of God of War shit going. It's God of War week, so you know. It really is. I don't understand some of these uh, like titles. It's like God of War is a game that we don't deserve. I was like, what do you, what do you, what do you? Mean I deserve by that? it. Fuck off. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's like what do you? Well, what are they trying to say with a statement like that? You know, like, I I don't oh. know. It's it's for yeah. I don't know if you saw the controversy about IGN this weekend. 
Like they oh, about yeah. the the Xbox thing. Yeah, right? the Xbox version of God of War, and I'm just like, you know what? You know, they off. they came out and apologized. It was done under the radar. It, it happens. You have those. It does, but like that's the kind of shit that people do to get clicks, and I'm just like, oh god. And you know what the thing is, like, given IGN's track record, like I don't, I'm not someone that likes to talk shit about other publications. I think that's kind of, it's not, it's not something they should do. As someone, you know, they're kind of like colleagues to some degree, but at the same time, a they take basically no hit from this because they've come out and publicly apologize, but they get all the clicks. You know, those clicks don't disappear just because you deleted the post. You know what I mean? Yep. You got the awareness, you got the people's eyes on your publication, you get all the benefits. And then now all you got to do is say like, oh, well, this person was punished, and then that was it. Yeah. And you know. so, so it's like it's it's a, such a such a such a harmless thing that you do for yourself that has such a high net gain for uh, the public's uh, eyes and perception. So it's like eh, people do it all the time. Well, people forgot because if you remember, <clears throat> IGN was back in the conversation the day after because they put up a review for Radical Heights. Did they really? Yeah. That extreme early access game. Yep. And there was a big I, argument yeah. on Twitter between the editor in chief of the site and Cliffy B. So yeah, IGN's uh, on a roll. Let me guess, Cliffy was upset that there was a review of the game that's not out, but they're taking money for. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you take money for something like I don't care. Like you know what I mean? Like, is it say like PUBG hasn't changed to the extreme extent that? this game will have to to be successful but is it was it like people liked PUBG is that not technically a review even if they're not publishing it if they go and tell their friends hey I really like this game like you know if it was positive press I'm sure he wouldn't have been complaining no point and simple it was also interesting I think he asked them if they posted (coughs) reviews of PUBG and Fortnite and I don't think they have yeah, it's just an yeah. odd thing to say because I always consider games in early access until they're 1.0, officially launched by the by the publishers and developers. I consider them incomplete, and that's how I look at it. And when, like for example, PUBG was in the contention for Game of the Year last year, I, I thought that was that was kind of odd. Well, it was. It did hit one. In. It did hit 1.0 before the end of the year. Yeah, but the thing is, consideration for the Game of the Year cut off before. That even happened, right? Uh, so, before Keeley Awards, yes. For the Keeley, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. So it just comes, kind of comes down to what you classify as complete. And the thing about this particular game, Radical Heights, I saw some footage. I haven't played it myself because I, I could not you be bothered to. yourself? <laughs> no, no, it's just like it's, it's free. And I guess people, if people are talking about it, it's it's good to know, right? It's good to have that first-hand experience. I'm not someone that really champions the idea of ignorance being a good thing. So it's it's fine that people tried it out, but from what I've seen, I can understand that there's like literal textures that are missing mm-hmm. from the overworld, and the, the game is as incomplete as you can possibly be, and it was one of the most rushed games I've ever seen in my life. Maybe to coincide with the you know like Fortnite going down for a time, and then it went up to almost like seventy, eighty thousand views on Twitch, and now it's down to like hundreds, if 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 any. So the the quality of the game is showing off for itself, and you can only play the game so much to. And by what I mean to play the game is like you can only play the publicity game so much to the point where it benefits you. Mm-hmm. The quality of the game has to exist; it has to have a lasting appeal. 
say what you will about PUBG or Fortnite, those games, you know, have have found the market because they are enjoyable to play and they are not you know, no longer broken pieces of shit that you know, like Radical Heights seems to be. So, like, don't take time out to publicly lash out at people, uh, even though they're doing something that I don't agree with personally. Take that time instead to fix your game, make it better, and make them eat those words afterwards. That's how you. That's that's how you get ahead. Like Cliffy B has proven himself to be some, you know, some bit of like a a drama queen in the last few years, like yeah. more so than you know public perception had it. And I'm very disappointed in him, to be frank. Yeah, it's a it's a weird world that we live in. Um, I think one of the coldest things that I read in that Twitter conversation was when they and it, you know I'm not saying this is not true because somebody asked him like you know will you re-review it when the patches come out he's like let's be frank about early access games most of them people talk about when they first go but when they go 1.0 everybody's already forgot about that game yeah. very true well, who's talking about Daisy right now yeah, yeah. unfortunately well, uh, there's another there's other reasons for that that's because they stopped updating for long periods of time and other stuff came to eat its lunch Yep. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah just games die in early access is a common thing that happens. Uh, speaking of battle royale modes, oh god, Call of Duty Black Ops Four does not have a single player campaign, and it's adding a battle royale mode in place of it. Why call it a Black Ops Four game though? Isn't that weird to you? That, guys? If, a, if you're not going to have a campaign, yeah, 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 I don't know. I think it's it's well it's marketing it's name recognition it's uh mm. hey it's Black Ops you guys remember Black Ops right that's one of the funnest you know multiplayer versions is Black Ops one and two you guys love those games right let's forget about three for a minute but you know but yeah it's, it's weird are they did they come out and say that they're gonna have a single player campaign like on the side later they down the line not, or do they just not care they have not confirmed any of this this is all. Rumor, but it's very, oh, okay. very okay. sourced rumor. You know what I always wanted for Call of Duty in particular, and other first-person shooters like Battlefield and Battlefront, is that they would sell the multiplayer and the single player separately. Yeah, but and they're not. What they would do is that you know it would be like twenty dollars for multiplayer, <laughs> twenty dollars for single player, and I'd be done with that. It's still sixty dollars, and it's not to have a single player. Well, if, I, if the rumors yeah. are true, sure. Yeah, yeah. but I, it's coming from somebody who is usually right with the rumors. Okay. So. We'll see. I might be in a minority. Um, I don't play the multiplayer games. I don't either. Like, I, don't, like, I, like Titanfall 2, I never touched the multiplayer. Titanfall 2, I had a huge amount of fun with the campaign. Um, and that's the reason why I like Call of Duty games, because say what you will about Call of Duty games with their multiplayer or whatever, but, like, their campaigns, they spend a lot of money on those. Like, they're better than the Battlefield campaigns, generally. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I had interest in playing Black Ops 3, um, because I've heard great things about how weird that game gets, as well as Infinite Warfare, and uh, so I picked those games up because they're used and there's newer versions out there with all the maps and everything. So, um, they inevitably get, like, I, like, if, you know, they put them down to 20 bucks. Like, I bought Black Ops 1 and 2 again on, uh, Xbox because, like, they were on sale, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'm down to play the campaigns of those again. Never gonna touch the multiplayer. If they don't want money for people who do do that, that's fine, but I know that I'm in a minority for the most part, but I think that's a mistake still. Yep. I, I will not buy 
Call of Duty this year if it does not have a single player campaign, and that's. I, uh, again, like you said, I know I'm in the minority. I know that this is a business decision. I know that it makes sense. But they're going to get a lot of backlash from it. Because just like everything else in the video game world, the negativity is much louder than, yeah. than reason. So. I just think I just think of, like, the quality of their campaigns, though. Like, Black Ops specifically... I know the first game, and I know a bit of what happens in the third. I haven't played two. That's the reason why I have two, and I have to go through them. Um, but I've never heard anything but praise for the, that campaign series. So to be this... If this is true, and like you said, it probably is from the person it's coming from, the the weird thing is that it's this part of the Call of Duty franchise that drops it first. It would have made more sense for World War Two. To have dropped it and then not had like one on Black Ops, but the fact that it's Black Ops is dropping it, like that's the game, that's the Call of Duty series that has the best campaign. Yep. Like, I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It'll be interesting to see how people react to it. Truthfully, I think most of the people complaining are in that minority. So, I don't know. I I still also don't know how a battle royale mode works in Call of Duty. <laughs> Um, that's like actually a good question because I mean you've had those large scale warfare and uh, the the battlefield game, so that's kind of I mean battle royale and battlefield sound natural. Seems like the next evolution for that series to some degree. With all those vehicles and weapons, it'd be kind of crazy uh, if they can actually fit it in the map anyway. But when it comes to Call of Duty, what's the largest Call of Duty has ever gotten on like consoles? Like sixteen, right? Sixteen versus sixteen, yeah. Yeah, so that's a far cry from 100. Yep. So, from the technical side, they have a lot of work to do. Yeah, because Call of Duty, say what you want about it, is extremely polished and visually, mm-hmm. like, impressive. Right. So you'd have to kind of really scale that down for 100-player matches. Yeah. I don't know. It's also very fast. So I would be very interested to see how... Call of Duty Battle Royale. I have no interest in playing it. I've decided after playing Fortnite and PUBG, those games are not for me. So, I guess I just won't play Black Ops 4. Uh, Street Fighter V's new character drops this week. Her name is Falk. I don't... She uses Psycho Power. I think she has, like, a staff or something like that. Yeah, she's got some Relento vibes going on. Yeah, Relento's pretty cool. I like, I like Relento. Well, you know, Street Fighter Five for us has been kind of in the afterthoughts in a long time, but I'm glad to see it's still trucking along. I, I hope it continuously gets better, you know? Yeah, I check in every couple months uh, yeah. because I have all the season passes, so I get all the new characters. So I check in and toy around with them when they drive. I finally checked out Blanca probably like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's Blanca. Did you get the the skin that's... I, looks like him is like a like plushy costume looking thing. I haven't bought that yet. Like I thought I was gonna really enjoy like the costumes that they were doing, like the crossover costumes. But mm-hmm. you have to spend a hell of a lot of fight money and uh and you have to check in like once a week to get the yeah. different pieces. Like it was just way too much dedication for a game that I don't play that much. <laughs> I hear you. It's, it's, ask, it's asking you for like Overwatch to turn, you know, amount yeah. of time to actually put into the thing, but you're like, mm, that's not happening. No, no. Sorry, Street Fighter. We're we're not like I'm still grinding gear and Injustice. Like I'll still play mm-hmm. that from time to time. So when they have an event, I'll pop in and play that. But Street Fighter, nah, we're we're not that tight. Sorry. 
I think that's it. Did they drop uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite at this point? Like, entirely? I've not heard about anything. They haven't officially that. dropped it, but there hasn't been any talk of new characters or, or even, like... I don't think that game's been patched... Wow. ...in months. I Like, I have no interest in that series, but I feel bad for the fans of it. Yep. That game was rough around the edges when it launched, and they added the characters... Uh, what, they had, like, six total? They added four Capcom and two Marvel, I think? Yeah, I think they added six characters after launch, and then they did, like, one costume pack, and then they wow. just never did anything again. Uh, there's one piece of news uh, that uh, sitting at the today's hottest trends on ZTGD. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake aims to exceed the original. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I... That game's that game's never coming out. I'm just convinced. No, that I mean that's just all I thought when I read that myself. I I think we're gonna get a new trailer at E3 this year. You think so? We're gonna get trailers till the end of time on it, but it's just (laughs) every time Nomura works on something, I just I have like less and less hope because like Kingdom Hearts three isn't out yet. It it is eventually. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. It's, it's been well, long since what, it, been didn't, didn't they have a year for Kingdom Hearts 3? Is it 2019 they put it, right? I didn't think they put a date on it. I know some people swear up and down. No, they, they, they put a year on it for sure in their latest so, trailer. I heard people play. swearing up and down recently that it was dropping this year, and I'm like, you're fucking high. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't checked like, in because I don't like Kingdom Hearts and that like, much. Y- y- you know, we like Versus 13 never came to, so like Tabata had to, uh, Tabata, is that his name? Yeah, Tabata had to finish that, and that then became 15, which, like, like it or not, like, that's a totally different game. You just had to pick up pieces of what was already done and create something else with oh. it. Like, yeah. it's just, every time, every time, and I mean, Nomura does all the character design work for most of their games. I'm just thinking, like, this is never coming around if you're trying to exceed the original. All you have to do is just do a better-looking version of Final Fantasy VII. See, see that, that's where I disagree with you because Final Fantasy VII, as as people respect it as much as it is, and it is a lot of people's favorite Final Fantasy game, that game has not aged well in a lot of different ways. And if you did a one to one, just a visual upgrade, that game would not not stand. Well, I up. mean, you'd have to tweak like certain things for sure, but like they're they're making it a totally different game. They're making it an action game, which is not what Final Fantasy VII was, right? Well, if they're doing a real-time battle, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be action. It's going to be real-time with uh, turn-based and, and combination. Um, so I know I understand your hesitation about when it comes to a beloved game that's being remade. I think, for example, Final Fantasy VI is my favorite Final Fantasy game of all time. My I don't kid. want that game. I don't want that game ever remade. No, I don't think they do. <laughs> I agree. Right? Yeah, I no, they just, just leave it alone. I don't uh, think we well, need. We don't need Seven's remake either. We really don't. And, and here's the reason why I get very nervous reading this. It's not even just past um, reality. Uh, I was, and, you know, feelings on Kickstarter aside, I kickstarted the um, System Shock remake, which earlier in the year obviously got somewhat canceled or whatever. You want And then, like, it's still in the process, but I have, my, I have low expectations. Um, and it, what they... Started off with is we're just gonna ma- remake System Shock. We were gonna make it, you know, we have to make it a little bit more modern, but nevertheless, it's just gonna be System Shock. And then they're like, "Well, we're gonna just kind of turn it into our own thing." And when I read this, I see people biting off more than they can chew, 
with trying to exceed the original. So are we going to add stuff from all the tertiary Final Fantasy VII stuff now, too, into the game, and then, like, make it even longer? Because they already said it's coming out as, what, three parts? Like, it's just... All I can see is, like, this is just, like, another... You're not seeing this for another decade. That's fine. At this point, like, I, I say just let things cook. And on that note, Kingdom Hearts 3 is slated for 2018 release. <laughs> that's, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the uh, that's the year they they put on at the end of the the fifth trailer. So yeah, I mean, hey, look, it could come out. It could come out in uh, what was it November when Final Fantasy fifteen came out? Maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, I think it's possible. I mean, I have no stake in this because I don't particularly care for this series, but I know a lot of people are, and they're highly anticipating this particular game. So I hope it does come out for them, and it's good because just, you know what well, the trailer looks good. So, I just you know. it's, it's not coming out. It's not coming out. Of like, yeah, I, I should, I should, I double down on what you just said, Jay. Like, I, I don't want these games to be bad. That's not what I'm saying. I just, I, I, when I read stuff like this, I just get worried that you know people aren't going to get what I'm not saying promise, but what they've been told they're gonna be able to experience. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like it's just uh, promises that are empty. No, I remember no. the last time I got into this thing with Ken. It's like, oh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is never coming out in 2017. <laughs> never coming out. It should have. And I played my ass off with that game. It should have. It should have. It should have sat in the oven for another six months to clean up that frame rate. And you. Oh. All right, man. That game was still pretty good. So I have not. I have not had a chance to get back to. It. But speaking of people who are going to be disappointed, nobody's going to be as sad as the Shinmu fans when they replay those games. Just <laughs> <laughs> so have, so have to get another. The one in there, huh? Every you week. Know, enough. Every yeah. week. <laughs> Just because they're not re-releasing Advent Rising <laughs> doesn't mean that you gotta be so snarky about Shin. I'll say this right here, right now, and I'll live by it till the day I die. Advent Rising is a better game than Shinmu 1 and 2. Wow. Oh. Wow. I, I don't even have to blink when I say that. Wow. Like, I mean, I mean, the game was so good that it finished off the trilogy of games, right? That's right. That's, yeah, that's they right. only needed one. They were originally going to make three, but they only yeah. ended up needing one. Hey, it's about so the that's same. How good it was! It's about the same ratio as Shinmu. Shinmu was supposed to be forty-nine parts, and they only got through oh. two. Mm-hmm. So you know. I mean, there's a Shinmu three coming out. So what's happening? Right <laughs> yeah. You keep saying that. Hold on. Final Fantasy VII comes out before Shenmue Three. Shenmue Three is going to be 2019. No, it's not. If it is, it's going to be like one chapter, and you'll see like how small the the chapters in the Shenmue story are. Yeah. That's my that's my suspicion. You, you guys are super pessimistic about all these things, aren't you? I'm I'm hopeful. <laughs> I I don't like Shenmue. I, I'm 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 hopeful that Final Fantasy VII remake comes out and is good. I just have my doubts that every time they come out and be like talking it up, I'm like, ah, there's another year on the... Maybe. I mean, it it certainly is possible, but I don't know. It just seems like something that people are really looking forward to, and I I just hope it'll come out in time for people, you know, to actually enjoy it. I am glad, as much as I don't care about Shenmue, I am glad that Sega is putting out an HD re-put out stuff, reissue, because I don't think they're really doing anything to the Are you fumbling the word remaster? Because you need to use that word a lot in a podcast. I don't... I don't want to use remaster. Yeah, um, it's not a remaster. I'd say re- reissue, really, because they're just putting it onto one disc. I don't think they're changing anything. Those games, as much oh, as... They're, they're, they're doing a visual overhaul on a lot of the they? textures and stuff, so it okay. definitely is so a remaster. Remaster, then, okay. Um, 
I'm just glad that, A, I don't have to hear about when Shenmue 1 and 2 are getting reissued, and that people don't have to spend the money on Shenmue 1 and 2 for consoles yeah. that are outdated. See, I think yeah. I think Sega is doing a disservice to Suzuki, because when people play those, they're going to cancel their Shenmue 3 pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely what? not the case. <laughs> I do think that those games uh, were more impressive at the time than they will be now, okay. just based on what's come out since. But they were I, I, I think it's a part of gaming history, those games, especially the first one, because of a lot of the mechanics that it actually introduced the gamers, gaming space in large. So it's going to be a good lesson for people to see how far the genre has come. Yeah. Not just in what has been pioneered over the years, but how it actually began. Yeah. And the the idea that GTA, you know, those kind of games that we all take for granted, might not exist if Shamu never existed. It is, it's a stark lesson I think most people should learn if they're really into the industry. But yeah, I think, I think that's enough talk about Shamu and fucking... <laughs> Av- you know, this is the first time I've even thought about Avon Rising in like 10 years. <laughs> So thanks for that, Ken. Ken so, thinks about it every single I day. I didn't even say it. That was that was Ryan bringing that up. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised two human didn't come up in that conversation. Hey, you know, I, I leave it alone. It's fine. It's, it's, I like you know it. why? Because Ken's about the only guy that actually liked two human. I did like, like two human. I did. That was a good game. Oh god! I don't care what people say. I, I used like... to live in the same. I used to live in the city where that was made. Oh, Dennis Dyack. Hmm. I like that game. Wombat likes some bad games, but I like that game. He does. He does like Two Human or not Two Two Worlds. Two Worlds. World. Two yeah. Worlds. That's the bad one. That's the bad one. No, it's about the taint, can okay? I? You just don't understand the nuance of the taint. You just yeah, you don't understand how to work the taint. That's the <laughs> I don't know that I ever want to work the taint. I'm just saying. Alright, uh, we don't have any emails, but we do have some tweets. I'm gonna go over to those. Um, Dustin writes in and says, So I finally beat Turok for my first time, and I loved it, even though there was some rage inducing platform sections, it felt long overdue. <laughs> I guess that answers my. I was about to ask, I really hope he means Turok Dinosaur Hunter and not the PS3 title. No. And as soon as there's platforming segments, I'm like, okay, it's the original. No, yeah, those no, are the great original. games. I love Turok 1 and 2. Those are great games. I really wish they would redo uh, uh, the third one. I would play Cerebral Roar. That's all I have to say. It's the best weapon in any first-person shooter. It is. It stood the test of time. It's still fun. Uh, He also says, been playing God of War, and this game is huge. So much exploration. I can't get enough of it. It's going to be hard to replace this as game of the year. Uh, the combat in God of War took a bit to get used to, but I'm really liking it. It is so different, but retains that God of War feeling. Uh, he also brings up a news story I forgot to go over. Uh, so they announced a new Castlevania for iOS. F.U. Japan. Oh, <laughs> uh, what that's for? I was well, like, I thought it was just. I thought someone had made something up, and I was like, oh, "That looks neat." I didn't when when I think about precise platforming, I always think of the iOS and Android devices. So you know, <laughs> just just a, just the right platform for that kind of game. So well done, Konami. You're it, just you're just living it up. <laughs> Konami just trolling you at this point. You know that, right? basically. So now, hope it has fucking is... pachinko free to play element to it too. <laughs> Just, just, I, I, just a squeeze a dagger in and a little faster. So is it controlled via like digital D 
D-pad, or is it done by, like, just tilting your device left and right? Probably a little column A, a little column B. Hey, you no, can... you have to throw your phone to whip. <laughs> you can immediately turn the castle upside down just by flipping your phone. So let you there you know. go, it's a feature. Um, Dustin also says, I played through Rhyme and thought it was a decent puzzle adventure, then I got to the ending, and man, that hit me hard, and then realizing the meaning behind each stage really made that game so much better. Man, I got like three-fourths way into Rhyme. I got to go back and finish that game. I like I li- it. I like that game. That game was good. It had some performance cool. issues, but I enjoyed that game. Mm. Uh, says, so the new Elder Dragon fight in Monster Hunter is dumb as hell and just let me fight the damn thing without running away every ten minutes. The whole raid aspect of it ruins the entire fight. Not impressed. Hmm. I disagree. I will say that it's definitely obviously much more fun if you do it with friends. But the whole gathering hall element of it, once you understand how it works, is actually pretty cool. The pursuit uh, levels, trying to make it so that, you know, you, you do, you, the, the, the Elder Dragon doesn't have as much health or, you know, it's actually weak enough for you to actually take it down the second time around. It's actually pretty good. But if you're really, really, really goddamn good, you can technically do it the first time around, but that's that's very difficult. So, you know, delve into it a little bit more. The rewards certainly are worth it. Alright, uh, his last tweet says For my Game Struck 4 thing, I would have to say Final Fantasy 6 was the game that made me a gamer Shadow of Colossus Continue my love of gaming Demon Souls, which reignited the challenge of games And Zelda Link to the Past Is basically the perfect video game I definitely agree with 3 out of 4 of those Fucking right, Zelda Link to the Past Is a perfect video game Those are all very quality games Yeah I just never got into Demon Souls, so I can't comment on it. But Final Fantasy VI is definitely. I know Jay. Jay has refused to do the game struck for. It's not. It's not a matter that it, <laughs> I refuse. I just don't like the structure of it. I think. I think I played too many games over the years that to only bring up four would be a disservice due to the game quality of the things that I've experienced over the years. If I were to do it, I'd do maybe like a ten or twelve. Yeah, yeah mine, I ended up in the same boat. Mine yeah. was so easy. Like those four games just just resonate with me for life. Well, let, let's let's say it. What were your four games? My four games were Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. uh, Link to the Past, Starcraft, and Mortal Kombat Two. Okay. Well, what about you, Ryan? If you were to do this uh, Game Stuck Four thing, I don't know. Um, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if I had to narrow it down to four, I'd say. Um, Mega Man 2, Super Mario World, Morrowind, Legacy of Kane. Ooh, I like that variety. That's some good stuff. Do you do you, do you have an X, Ryan? Or I don't remember. Nope. Who, okay, okay. I was just saying, they, nope. put, they put Morrowind out on the X this week, I know. and it runs in 4K60. Holy shit. I bet it looks great. Uh, I was watching the videos of it, I'm like, god damn, that looks good. I, I wish I enjoyed that I don't game actually, more. I don't actually own it anymore on... Um, Xbox, but you can buy it digitally for fifteen bucks. Oh, can you okay. can you mod the Xbox game on Xbox One? No, manager? no, no. It's oh. it's the original Xbox okay. version. So yeah, but it's it's real nice. And the fact that you can buy those games, like Morrowind's the expensive one. I hate that they do that. Most of them are ten bucks, but Morrowind, of course, is fifteen because that's the one everybody wants. Like you son of a bitches. So that's the only that's the only thing that's kept me from buying it because I know I'll never play it. But I can't justify fifteen dollars for a game I can't pl- that I'll never play. I could totally justify ten dollars for a game I'll never play. 
<laughs> you crack me up with that. I know. Uh, uh, and the final tweet comes from H Dogger says, "Just wanted to say that I have been enjoying the crap out of Super Daryl Deluxe on the Switch. Such a wacky game." So is that Daryl's other account, or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Daryl. But yeah, the game is pretty unique. I-, I would recommend checking it out if you're kind of on the fence and you're in the mood for a weird ass game. I, I uh, want to play yeah. it, and I want to pick up Minute, and I want like there's so many things I want to pick up, but I'm like restraining myself from buying anything because I know I I need to finish Nino Kuni two. That's that's next on my goals, and then I want to go and finish Yakuza six. You know, May has a ton of games that I'm very, very interested in checking out. So I'm, I'm holding myself accountable for picking up new games as well. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, per- I'm fairly slow playing games. As, as you know, obviously, as I just finished Detective Pikachu, except that you know, there's other things going on too. But uh, Minute, like, again, I finished that in 86 minutes. I didn't do everything, but I did almost everything. I didn't go through a second time. Because um, I wasn't gonna be a masochist and only do it for forty seconds, but for like ten dollars, if you're gonna, if you're, if you were just, you just said, if for ten dollars I'd buy Morrowind, <laughs> even though I never play it. And for for someone who's like, I really wish games respected my time. Like minutes, ten dollars, and it will absolutely respect every second that you play it. So, and it's like I said, you can sit down in one sitting and finish it. Ah, so. Maybe, maybe I'll buy it. Push. That's that's right. I stop Sell, uh, me selling that game. $10, $10 seems a little high. Maybe I'll wait for a price this game. <laughs> Maybe I'm like wait. $2. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invoke John here. I'm going to wait for it to wait be for free. Wait for free. Huh. PlayStation Plus or Game of Gold. <laughs> that does seem right for a PS Plus release still. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? What we're really saying is don't buy the game. Wait for it to oh, No, buy the game. Buy it's great. It's terrible. It's, we're terrible people. Just... Anyway. Anyway. Uh, that's the show. If you want to send us an email, you can email us to podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at N4G Podcast. Uh, you can follow us individually. Jay is at Botterside J. Anthony, you are at NTRSKT. All right, I didn't. I didn't know what that stood for, but I'm intersect. Gonna... There but you go. If you say intersect, people will be like looking for something else. So that's true. Don't Google that. <laughs> the same. In, in what? What say? Inter what? Intersect. Okay. All right, and Ryan, you are at Wombat RP. True. You can follow me as ETGD. You can follow the site as ETGD content. Drew did not put up a Phoenix down this week, so we're not plugging it. But that's the show. He's somewhere, and just remember, he's somewhere out there, at a Waffle House, naked. He's, he's naked at a Waffle somewhere House. Somewhere out there. <laughs> okay. Anything else before we go? Nine. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Epic fail. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. Oh, you can... It's me, Mario. 